Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Congratulations, your morning just got a bit classier. A media legend, a ferocious linebacker, a clueless producer, and you. Searching for a replacement window online? Visit windownation.com today. So raise a glass and act accordingly. This is Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, let's do it live on a first Friday miracle edition of the program. How you living, threes? I'm um, good, brother. Glad to see a little rain out there. A little rain to help, uh, Boy. you know, nourish the the yellow lawn that I have going on in the backyard. But yeah, it's good stuff. This time of year always tricks us because the humidity goes down, the nights yeah. get cooler, the rain comes a little bit, and the lawns look great. So you've dealt with just gross lawn like all summer long. At least mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you get a little bit of rain like we've had today. You get the cool temps, and all of a sudden, oh, wow, what a miracle. Look yeah. what happens. Everything looks green and great. So that's yeah. uh, it tricks you. It makes you think that, oh, it's beautiful. Always have a beautiful lawn. No, you don't. You've got one no, for about two months. That's it. No, you don't. For what I pay for lawn service, you should always have a beautiful lawn. Oh, but no, you uh, should. That's a different, that's a a different conversation. Yeah. That's yeah. A, it's a wreck. I don't yeah. I mean, they had, um, someone showed up. Yeah. The, my favorite is that, like, people just show up out of nowhere, and you're like, wait, what? what's what's going on? What is happening here? Oh, we're doing this. That's okay. right. All right. This is part of the plan. Okay. All it's right. always it's always part. Of the I would have liked to have a it's heads up because you know I do have two Rottweilers, and if, the funny thing is, is I have on the screen uh, on the fence, I have two you know things that are um, zip tied on to say beware of dog. Um, yeah. But no one ever like decides to walk around and actually check. You know, they just open the right. gate up and then they're surprised. Oh, when a Rottweiler runs around the corner, <laughs> I, I warned you. I warned you. So I am not liable if I put my beware dog up. You walked into my backyard without checking or ringing the doorbell and saying, hey, are the dogs inside? That's on you. <laughs> he does that not is, like strangers. That, that, He's nice when I'm right. with you, but he does not like strangers. No, no. His job is to protect. That's right. Yeah, and they they work very well for that. I, I could use I could use them to come around here and mark a little bit with, with all the critter issues I've got going oh, on gosh, right you, now. So that would be, be, be good. I have no critter issues. Yeah, it would be nothing. None. Zero. None. And when no. there are, I can always tell when they're eliminated because it means the mulch beds are dug up and he found you know some rabbits somewhere and now they are no longer in the yard. They're scurried <laughs> off. That's the end of that. He tries to run. He sprints but, every day. He sprints out and tries to jump up into like the pine into our uh, spruce trees to try to get the birds out. Go get out. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the um, wh- what did you make of yesterday? So right as we were ending the show, five minutes left Ooh, in the show, you got the tweet question. from the president yeah. uh, saying we're on the one-yard line. And then almost immediately, you got from athletic directors and even Bill Moose at Nebraska and pre- saying that we're not at the one-yard line. You know, And even Big Ten had to put out a statement, Warren put out a statement saying, you know, very productive uh, conversation. We're you know, focused on getting our student-athletes back on the field. Um, but, but I think the one-yard line probably was a little exaggerated. Um, what him? No way. No <laughs> where, way. Where do you? How do you? What's the road political. back? 
it became political. Well, so boy, did it. What well, happened? Boy, did it. Yeah. So here's what happened for for the listeners out there. If you see the big picture, right, and Biden puts out the the campaign ad that has the University of Michigan Stadium empty and basically blames the president's coronavirus um, response, and he's insinuating that the reason why there's no Big Ten football is because of Trump's coronavirus response. Um, that's the. It's not just Michigan Stadium, but Michigan Stadium is obviously one of the most recognizable in the country, and it's one of them in the ad. So almost immediately, what happens? Trump calls Kevin Warren, um, which is funny because I, I agreed with T-Bone yesterday when I was listening to those guys in the afternoon. If you're Kevin Warren and you really wanted to play this season, which I'm not saying he doesn't, but I'm saying like if, if you are that, in that position, Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you call everyone in, like, for instance, if you get a list from your presidents and commissioners or your presidents and chancellors and you say, hey, you know what? One of our things is testing. We're really afraid of the whole testing thing. It's too much. Wouldn't you call around everywhere? You know, and I know Abbott just came out with this, but Abbott has, um, you know, some other testing that I already thought was pretty quick. It wasn't as inexpensive, but it was still pretty yeah. quick. You know, they've already made sure. that jump. Uh, they happen to be in Columbus, Ohio in your footprint. Wouldn't you have called around everywhere, maybe even try to reach out to the White House and be like, hey, do you have any in a stockpile? Do you have any? Like, the fact that the president called you is just, okay. I, and I know it's political. I know, obviously, like, because yeah. here's the thing. He said, there's a, there's a very strategic reason why he put on the one-yard line because now it puts pressure on the Big Ten. If they don't play, he can say, look, I tried to do everything I could to help that conference play, and and, and, yep. and they... And they failed you. And he can even That's throw right. it. He can even throw it back and say it's the liberal states, it's the liberal whatever. He can go whatever yeah, route he wants to yeah, with it. Sure. He put it on them. Um, really the smart pr- politically. Yes, very smart politically. And, then, and guess what? And if they do play earlier, guess what he can say? I saved football because I care about the people. I care about those people in those That's states. Right. And to those people in those states, football you know means a lot. What I learned is, I learned a couple things. Sports and politics are always going to get people fired up, no matter what. Mm-hmm. If, when but they what inter- sucks about that is sports was always the relief from the politics and the relief from the religion conversations. The, the yes. toughest conversation you can have at a dinner table are political and religious, right? Yes. And they were the two things that you could that fo- sports allowed you to avoid. Yes. And and it was the escape, and it's how you could disagree on any single platform. But if if, if you're sitting in the shoe and Justin Fields breaks one free. And scores, you high five the guy next to you. That's what sucks about this. Well, what we've the, had the happen. Sports was the one place you could escape it. Yes, and what we've had happen is we've had. For one, I've learned. I should probably say the first thing I learned is nobody cares about the Pac-12. Nobody cares. Um, that's well, my first and that's thing. there's some there's some political there. Yes, but um, there's only one battleground state out there. Yes, Arizona. But, I mean, I, I thought. Um, gosh, what's his name? Jeff Schwartz. Is it? Um, Anyway, yeah. I was following him on the, the on former the lineman. Yes, for Oregon, right? And he said uh, he does stuff on on the line on Twitter a lot. And he said the most alarming thing for for us guys should be right now is the fact that nobody cares. Like nobody's talking about us. And some of that is political, but like the point is, like people around the country, are like I can't believe the Big Ten isn't playing. Like it's all you see on Get Up this morning is a Big Ten logo. You don't see a damn thing about the Pac-12 because no one cares, and no one, everyone realizes. The other thing is too is that David Shaw had said like. They had informed their parents way earlier in the in the process that we're probably not playing. So there wasn't a. I think they've been way more open with their parents. Why there isn't more outrage? Why there isn't more? You know what I mean? They've been more transparent. Let me do two. Th- let me do, make one one quick jump in on that. 
How much of that is the fact that they don't have a national championship contender? Yes. Like we do. Yep. That's very much there's so. There's no great Although people team in Oregon. sitting out there. I don't know that there's a clamoring for, it, it, like on Get Up Today, are they going, uh, or, or even this place in the South, are they going, I can't believe the Big Ten's not playing. Like if, if, if this Ohio State team were looking like, the, like Michigan, God forbid. Yeah. Would there be this, I can't believe that team isn't playing? I don't know if there would be. I think the fact that it's us, the fact that if you want to win the presidency, you got to go through Ohio, and I think the fact that it's us and we have a national championship contender, all of that, it's really us. It's not a clamoring for the Big Ten. Or it's not a shock that the Big Ten. Are people, do people give a damn if Indiana or Illinois play? No. no. But, but I think of course it's not. The, I think it's, it's us. The, We're the ones. And I think if they handled it differently, I'm not even sure it would be this much outrage. If they had been way more transparent and given a full, detailed report and the vote off the bat, there would have been people upset, especially here in Columbus. But I'm not sure across the board, across the nation. Like even people that I, I was talking to a couple of buddies yesterday from Nashville, and they're like, "I just can't believe the Big Ten's not playing." Like, how are they? They, they basically have just been, you know, so not not transparent <laughs> about it, you know. And yeah, uh, and I think more that's more of it is that people kind of, no matter what fandom you are, you can kind of look at the Big Ten's handling of it and feel almost slighted. You know what I mean? Like you'd be like, "Oh man, I can't imagine those players not even getting a." Um, I thought there were some very interesting tweets. Mark Pantone saying basically it's amazing how the decision makers are talking more to the press than to our own players and parents. Thought that was very alarming. Oh, gosh, That's been an yeah. issue all along. I think yep. that to your point about sports student and politics, athletes lost in all of this, right? Yes. And to your point about sports and politics, you're you're you got politicians saying you know shut up and play, you know, and then you have <laughs> right, right, and then you have athletes yeah. now saying to pol- politicians like just shut up and write. You know, write law. You know, do your right. do whatever you do over there. Do your job. Um, and then I was really surprised at because it's President Trump. How many people who cover the sport decided to basically almost have the undertones of "I hope to the goodness it's, this does not happen" because the Trump called Warren. You had a, a bunch of people whose job you are paid There's to no cover question. the sport of college football because of your own political biases. You couldn't separate and say, gosh, this would be great if the Big Ten saved it. And look, you can acknowledge it is what it is, right? We know this is a political stunt by President Trump. It's, you, you don't have to – it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to – you're going to see an abundance of Keep America Great hats rolling around, you know, all these states – if the Big Ten is saved, I think more people would be like, you know what, I'm glad they realized the folly in their decision and came back to yeah. it. Now, obviously, some staunch Trump supporters will be like, see, he saved it, and it'll be whatever. But you you got to be able to actually, as you say, pay attention to the scores and just be like, let's, just, let's have a realistic conversation. It would be great if the Big Ten, for those student athletes, but some people can despise him so much that it's kind of like, if it if it is that phone call, no matter what, heck no, I don't want him to play. I don't want a season. I don't want to cover the team that I. It was amazing how political it became. Um, and, and yeah, just, I, I mean, really don't care. I just want football back. Like if they can it. pull it off, I want it back. I'm not no worried doubt. about. I, I'm I'm the dude hosting a radio show, so that's I'm not it. a president of a Big Ten. University I want to watch Ohio State. About I want to watch Ohio State. Right. I don't, you know, I don't like, have to don't, worry about a liability of a player. I don't have to worry about amateurism. I don't have to worry about making sure equal tests are given to football players. And soccer players. I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. I'm a dude hosting radio shit like Buckeye football. Yep. Okay, that's it. So if they can bring it back, great. Uh, and somebody else can deal with the consequences of it. Somebody yeah. else can deal with the consequence of it. All of the same hurdles, though, remain. Yes, they do. Now, the game is not over. 
you've put the offense. I saw Austin Ward. It was a great analogy. I do not Are think they're on the, the one-yard one line. line. No, clearly not. <laughs> they're not on the one-yard line. But the offense is back on the field. The yeah. clock is ticking at an incredibly rapid rate. Today yes. is September 2nd. There is still plenty of time to get this right. But, the, folks, this was an 11-3 to 3 vote. The presidents yeah. in some of these universities in the Big Ten, as you pointed out to me last night before I was unaware, I'll read it to are you. medical doctors. Yeah, I'll read it to you. So I had no idea about this. Teddy Greenstein sent me on, online, on the line his article that he wrote about yesterday. And it says, mm-hmm. as the Detroit Free Press noted, Michigan President Mark, I don't even know how to say his name, Schlissel, holds degrees from Princeton. It's a tough one to say, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Bachelor's in Biochemical Sciences and the Johns Hopkins School of Medicine, MD and PhD in Psycho- Physiological Chemistry and is an expert on antibodies. Okay, that's Michigan's president. Michigan State President Samuel Stanley has a medical degree from Harvard and served a fellowship in infectious diseases. And so so, guess, so here's, here's the issue now. Here's where we're at in our country. We are at in our country, Bo, where nobody trusts anybody at all anymore. So, And everyone looks to multiple layers too deep probably into things, right? So... Automatically, the assumption on that is I guarantee it, and I know I have people that I, uh, I <laughs> are in my life that will say, um, friends or acquaintances will say, well, two Michigan presidents, and look what, they have a liberal governor. So it ain't happening. You know, like that's exactly, they'll, they automatically go so deep into the politics, and there's no trust anywhere. Yeah. We don't, it, it's unbelievable um, how you get to this point, but you're right. I don't think they're on the one. You try to learn over and over, and you, and you try to, like, for instance, why does Nebraska's AD, by the way, an, uh, an AD in a school that was for playing in the first place, come mm-hmm. out right away and say, listen, we're still talking about Thanksgiving. That's right. I've, and I've already seen, I've, so if I take that as, look, Nebraska wants to play more than anyone, probably. Nebraska and Ohio State, like Ohio State more than anybody because they have a national championship team. Nebraska's, Nebraska's right there more too. unified than even we are, yes. though. Yes, Nebraska like is so unified. Been, on the on the offense for a month about you know what I saw on to Twitter already wanting to play their separate schedule. <laughs> and you know what I saw on Twitter already, which makes absolutely no sense. I saw someone say, "Well, Bill Moose used to be on the West Coast, so he's probably a liberal. That's why he's pushing Thanksgiving." Oh, I'm like, "Where? I'm like, we can't even Good have Lord. a conversation. We can't have a conversation yeah. about it. It's it's crazy." But anyway, I think they're having conversations. I think I'd be. I still think it's a hail mary to play October one or whatever, or October tenth, excuse me, or ten um, or whatever. Yeah. But I would Hope's absolutely alive. love it. Listen, but I Hail think Mary's Hope's worked. been alive for yes. the last couple of weeks. Hail Mary's worked. I work, think Hope is right? you know the last week or so. Yeah, you can do yeah. the you You're can do the push off in Seattle. You can do you know do whatever right. you can. Listen, they don't call PI yeah. on the offense on Hail Marys. Right, start shoving people. Start shoving DBs. Start in the back. shoving people around. Let's do it. Absolutely. So, lots to get to on this, um, and you'll hear from from new Ohio State President Christina Johnson in the eleven hour, eleven o'clock hour of the program. We hit the NFC North today. It is a first Friday miracle. We get your officially endorsed off and running Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan. The first and the best. Your home for all things Buckeyes, Jackets, and former linebackers making in. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. Atlas Butler is at your service call, 1-800-FURNACE. Appropriate innuendo. Ohio sports destination. Simultaneously passing the eye test, the smell test, and the ear test. Huge win. That's a big win. 
This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. And brought to you by our great friends at Window Nation. If you're in need of search of replacement windows, check them out at windownation.com. They'll take care of us, them, you, the way they take care of us. They're the best. 866-90-NATION. Take care of everybody. Everybody. They're great people. You, us, them. All of it. Everyone. Bill Moose at Nebraska. Sean Callahan, who's been dialed in on this. we got to try and get him on uh, wow. because I, I think that Nebraska has been very aggressive uh, very clearly on this from the very beginning. Um, I think it probably highlights the lack of fit for them in this league in general. And I don't know if it would lead to any sort of, you know, eyes looking elsewhere because, mm-hmm. you know, money's only worth so much, right? And yep. and they've lost their identity very clearly in this conference. I think that's obvious. Um, but when he says the earliest start is Thanksgiving, and if you pay attention to some of, of Gene's comments from yesterday to Jeff Snook, before, albeit before the president tweeted, um, where he talked about don't pay attention to the nonsense, that it's, that it's still a Thanksgiving is the way that it goes. That I, I think that it's still pretty important from here going on, that the Big Ten is transparent. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't, this is tricky though, because you don't have to respond to everything, including right. from the president. This president used, this president, look, whatever side you're on, you, you have to acknowledge this. This president governs on Twitter. Yes. He influences on Twitter far more than any any other leader that I've ever seen. He yes. he he is on the on his the, the emotions on his sleeve go out through his social media channels and are gone. And you don't have to as as a president in, this, in one of these institutions, you don't have to respond to all of that. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can't respond yeah. to all of it. Um, if if Kevin Warren's conversation with President Trump yesterday went positive and this the amount of testing can be can make it easy then that's a that's a hurdle that is cleared yep if yep. if trump is willing to give that those tests with they bought 150 million of them is he if he's giving is if he's willing to give that testing to big 10 schools that will certainly lessen the burden of expense for testing which yes. is big not going to be a problem here but is a problem probably at some of these other big 10 schools now yeah. the big 10's not dumb Right, so you got If you're going to do it for football, then you got to do it for the non-revenues that play in the fall as well. And then, if you're the Big Ten, you have to say, "Well, we got to do like the SEC does, and we're going to play the non-revenue sports in the fall, non-you know, Big Ten only schedules." Yep. Those are the things that you have to do. You also have to get around With the liability no of it, right? Awarded. Yep. Right. With no championships awarded, you got to get around the liability of it. So mm-hmm. now you come. Now you come. You circle back to what? Well, we circle back to waivers. Well, Congress told us at the beginning of August that waivers are you can't have them. Can't no have a waiver. You can't make a kid sign a waiver. He's an amateur. So yep. how are you going to get around that? Yep. So that is that's where you're at. My guess is the best way you could get around the waiver is to say that playing football, or really it would have to be any sport in the fall, even with testing, would be an entirely voluntary endeavor. And it is because you can the play rules, or not, the, the rules your scholarship will remain. Yes, because yeah. the rules have already said that they are. They've already ruled that you have to. Give them their scholarship still if they opt out, um, and no one loses a year of eligibility. So, yeah, um, you know you're going to have to. So if you opt out for the season, and you're a kid that's not opting out and just going pro, right? You're a kid that's opting out and coming back. That that will be there for you when you come back. Um, and so that that therefore you're saying I think you put it in the athlete's hands of saying there's no pressure to play now obviously you know there's pressure to play i mean if if you're a team like ohio state there's pressure to play it might not be 
in there. I mean, trust me, there will be some guys who are like, for instance, even if it's subtle pressure, and it's not a, I'm not saying it's a terrible thing, but think about Eddie O saying that there's one or two, um, for instance, there are one or two that are thinking about opting out. Hopefully they don't, but again, if they do, that's what we'll live with. That's a subtle, mm-hmm. that's a subtle way of saying, like, you don't think that's subtle? I hope they don't. When the players read that, that's a subtle pressure of like, oh man, of coach course. really wants, well, of course coach wants me to play, but it still is a subtle mm-hmm. pressure. Like that's just, yeah. <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's just an obvious deal. Um, and that's, let alone your teammates who are probably calling you and being like, hey bro, come on, man, we need you. We need you, you know? Um, and so there are going to be subtle pressures, but for, as far as from a legality, like it's a, it's a purely, vol- it has to be a purely voluntary thing then, right? Um, in order to go ahead and play. And that's everybody. That's every sport. That's, that's every uh, team. I just don't yep. know how fast. Wh- what are the other... So they kept... Uh, I guess where I get pessimistic in this, you know, I, I have my optimistic days and then I have my pessimistic days. My optimistic days I have a, say... The minutes. I have optimistic yes. minutes. <laughs> True. Minutes. So like the off... You know, so my optimism <laughs> is saying like, okay, at least they're discussing it, right? They're talking. Yeah. Um, this is something that's very positive, I believe. You know, they're having conversations. As, as Austin Ward said, the offense is back on the field. But the yep. pessimist in me says... They went out with this Ohio State doc and his myocarditis concerns. If that was a concern weeks ago, then in order to overcome that concern, you would have to show new literature or new peer review that that said study has now changed your mind. That is not a concern anymore. And that's in the span of three weeks. So that's something that's concerning to me. Um. I'm not going to lie. There is politics involved that is concerning because if we have sports writers who are almost would rather not see a season because it was Trump who initiated this kind of thing, you know, even though we You've know it. Seen, see, I haven't seen that, so maybe I, I, I wasn't, I didn't wasn't on social a lot yesterday, so maybe yeah. I just didn't see a lot of that. Um, a lot of people are accusing some of it. I, I, don't, even, I don't even know if it's really okay. true, but there's been a lot of accusations of it. Um, a lot of. People who have said, you know, it's alarming to me is how many people seem to not want the. the uh, I believe Jeremy Birmingham had said that it's amazing to me how many people said that, that don't want uh, sports writers that would rather not see a Big Ten season. It seems like because it was the president who called versus just letting it happen. You know, the thing um, I would say to push back on that though is anybody who spent who makes a living writing about college football wants college football. Yeah. Because otherwise, you I, would, have a job. I think so. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you, think about where we are from you know from a just you know in this country anyway, dealing with pandemic and everything else, and the uncertainty in the job market. And if you're somebody who's rooting against the return of Big Ten football and you cover a Big Ten institution because of politics, how safe yeah. is your job? Yeah. Like what you can't write about this forever. You can't write about this forever. Eventually, you're going to have to write about games and covering a team. Yeah. So you you at some point that has to change. Otherwise, otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, what are you doing? Uh, the testing's huge. If you can get the testing done at a cheap rate, and you can give it to everybody, and the Big Ten can get enough tests, so they can test all the fall athletes. That is an enormous, enormous hurdle that is that is going to be you're going to put yourself over um, to be able to do that. Now, the the other hurdles remain. The liability part remains. And remember, these institutions are being advised by their lawyers on how to handle this to protect themselves. They have to protect the institutions. So that's where that liability part comes into it. The amateurism can be got around, I think, I think it can be got around with the idea of complete voluntary participation. 
You can play or not. Your scholarship will be here waiting for you. That does open up another can of worms of, okay, now we're going to have 105 scholarship football players at Ohio State next year. Or, or, right. or six more, you know, however many scholarship tennis uh, soccer players there are. Mm-hmm. Can we have 10 more? Can we afford that? Who's paying for that? And so these, so are, these are the questions that they have to figure out. It, and it does, if they do it and they do all of this in the non-revenues without the NCAA, then what's the point of the NCAA? That's a question for another day. And but these are the argue, type of questions that presidents have to get sorted out. Yeah. So then I would argue, you know, like if you're Garrett, if you're Garrett Wilson, right, and they do this winter season, you know what I mean? Whether it's spring, whether, you know, whether it's January 1 or whatever, you, know, you try to squeeze in the 2-in-1 calendar year. Um, like if you're some of these freshmen that are coming in, remember how we said like that's still going to count as one year removed from the National Football League, right? I mean, yeah. the National Football League says three years, not three seasons, three years removed from high school. So, wouldn't that technically? And I know this is only maybe talking to the NFL eligible players, but there tends to be a lot of them at Ohio State. Yeah. Wouldn't that actually be worse for them? Like, we're trying to play it right now for the benefit of those trying to make a living in the National Football League. Gene Smith has admitted mm-hmm. that, national championships, all that. So, yes, this is a line of work for a lot of our football players, whether at least Gene Smith is hinting at it that these this is their major, right? Without yep. actually calling football a major, this is, and they'll get another major in, in, in school as well because the dudes work hard and they care. But ultimately, if you are Jack Sawyer and they rule that you are eligible and you play January, you play fall, and then you go and play another year, and then another year. Technically, you played four seasons in three, so technically, doesn't that hurt you because of the amount of hits on your body? You actually added a season yeah. to that, mm-hmm. so it's it's it, that player safety doesn't work, you no. know, with any of that. So no, go go back to this. Go back to this. This is, and I know we're up against it. I'll get out of here quickly on this. No breaks. All gas. This whole this whole show. There's no commercial <laughs> breaks. Sorry, no, we don't There's need too much to talk about. Um, you can't convince me it's safer to play now than in in Thanksgiving. No. You can't. I think it's safer to play now than it will be in Thanksgiving. Of course. Okay? I think the amateurism is easier to get around now than it will be in Thanksgiving. You can play the, all, all the outdoors, the non-revenue sports. Home? You can play. When the students go home and stay home? Well, but you're going to have to bubble them all. I know. And you got the... I mean, yeah, the amateurism is a much harder problem yes. November to January than it is now. Yeah. Now it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty okay. easy. Play at Ohio Stadium it's outside. Easy. The weather's still good. Guess what? Correct. Thanksgiving, right. you know, you play do all oh, We're going to bus and fly all football to, Indiana, to Indy. Indianapolis. Well, we're going to end soccer and what everything about else. Soccer? We're going to get oh, we're going to take gonna them all in. Yeah, we're going to put them at the. So, those, all of those, it's easier now. And if you're talking about Thanksgiving, you ought to be talking about October 10th. That's, that's really where I am. And you, I don't understand why that, what the difference would be in those eight weeks. If Real anything, quick, I think it would be so more difficult. Know, Iowa shut down workouts due to a bunch of people on campus, right? So there's still all that. Like, all the optimism, there are two Big Ten schools that are not operating. Northwestern just said no first or second year students allowed on campus. So it's still, like, that's the hard thing to wrestle with. Is that Northwestern almost come back? Northwestern's president, who just did that, is is the president of the presidents. Like, there is actual, like, a leader of the presidents, and it's Northwestern's. (laughs) 
There's more to this. We'll hit it in what's up next. We're long past our break. We'll hit it next. Bishop and Lorna is right here on the fan. One guy is fat. The other is fatter. And both. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here. And the hoops action is heating up. And Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. They're kind of stupid. Pretty much sums up the whole show. Uh-huh. Common Man and Tebow. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. It's Bishop and Laurenitis's What's Up. What's up, man? So for you. All right, here's what's up on a first Friday miracle. You mentioned what you said about Northwestern and Illinois, and you think about Rutgers and others, um, and just be very difficult for them to play based on on what we know and, and base. I mean, Northwestern sent first and second, first and second year people. They sent them home, so yeah. it's just it's not happening. So then the question becomes: If you are if if you're us, if you're Iowa, if you're Nebraska, do you say to the rest of this league, we're playing no matter what, we're going to play October tenth? We've got testing. We felt comfortable before. We've mm-hmm. got testing. If we play October tenth, we can still play for it. We can play for the championship. Meaning us. Nobody else in this league is even worried about that. But meaning us, we're going to make the playoff. We're going to play for a championship. Um, do you have the guts to break from the league? Because that, honestly, as I keep thinking about this, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, we have so little in common with the rest of the teams in this league. The vast yeah. majority of the teams in this league do not view athletics the way that we do. The vast majority of the teams in this league are playing for nothing consistently, right? Yep. So. If you're Ohio State, do you say, no, you're not going to get to the SEC. No one's inviting you in. Like, that was one of the stupidest storylines ever where people are saying, let's go play in the SEC. They're not inviting you. They have right. no interest in you playing. Right. Are you kidding me? The Big 12's not letting you in. The ACC's not letting you in. They're going to use it to squash you. So is there enough, are there enough teams in this league, whether it's Ohio State, and you'd need schools whose presidents have voted no, Penn State, Nebraska, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Wisconsin, maybe Minnesota, are those eight enough? I think it would be, but do you have the guts to break? Because yeah. if you break, you're breaking up the most powerful, rich conference in college athletics. Well, so here's the thing. I mean, it goes back to you have three for sure right now that you know at play. That's all you have. Yeah. That's all you have out of 14. Minnesota's president said he agreed with it. Michigan's president recommended they didn't play. Michigan State's recommended they didn't play. So that's three right there that what's going to change their minds? It looks like nothing is changing the minds of Northwestern, Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State. So that's already four out. One with a very big weight. Um, I was shocked Penn State didn't play or chose not to play. Um, but then again, I'm not sure. Is, Pen- is Pennsylvania high school football going on? That's a good question. I, they were the ones that there was a video out that, remember, the, the coaches were like, we're going to play, and here's how we're going to play. Like, I think the governor was like, I'm not sure. I shouldn't speak yeah. on it because I'm not sure. I don't pay attention to Pennsylvania high school football, so I'm not sure if they're playing or not. I'm but I remember the videos of those coaches. Real quick, but. Do you remember that those coaches that were yeah. like, that one coach who was really emphatic, like, don't take this from us, let us play? Remember that guy? So, I, But I don't know whatever came of it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. Um but anyway, I, I, I don't know. Um, nope, they, they gave they gave the green light to fall sports in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, 
at least that was well i don't know that was two weeks ago not gonna change um yeah but i think regardless i was surprised penn state didn't go um i i really am surprised um I mean, but we have three schools right now. We have three schools. Now, there might be a few more after seeing kind of the reaction and everything. But as of right now, there's three schools willing to play. I think it would have to get to at least eight. And one of those to br- schools, to break bro, up, just to shut to down to workouts because the of the outbreak or a Iowa, feared right. outbreak in Iowa. That's so, the other part of this. I still think they would play. I think Iowa would yeah. play. Um, right. I mean, I don't know. It's been rumored that the new, you know advisor to the president is is supporting what Sweden did and just saying, look, we just need to let this thing rip and get herd immunity as fast as possible. That's what Sweden did. Right, wrong, or mm-hmm. indifferent. There's some people, and I'm assuming some of those people might work at schools, might work in office and other small, you know, <laughs> areas around the country. I don't I can't speak to what everyone's individual thing is, but I do know Iowa knew this was a possibility and they voted that they wanted to play. So I don't think that would change. As of like if they shut down now and they vote to play October tenth, to them it's like Okay, we got through our mini outbreak, just like the SEC was planning. The SEC, have you seen the cases at Alabama? That's what they were planning for. That's what Sankey was planning for. We know this is going to happen. It's inevitable. Let's let it happen, and then let's move forward. And nobody knows at this point. Like, you, you remember the offensive lineman from, was it Indiana? Who who has who has a heart condition now after it was that remember that this yep, summer he yep. wrote it was in, I yep. think it was in Indiana yep um and and that so what 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 has to what you worry about if you're an athlete, if you're a university is the liability of all of it yeah like are we going to be sued now the way to get around that is probably is probably you don't have to play your scholarship will be waiting right but what these guys are terrified of is some kid on a ventilator that's what they're of course they are of. of course and rightfully so. Um, that's what they're worried about, um, and let alone the Amer- and all of those issues remain. I, I it, to me, I'm to the point now. If Ohio, if we're going to play October 10th, and and we, you get these tests from, and the Big Ten does the ask right and gets what they need from the president, and among the things they get is testing for all the non-revenue sports as well that are playing in the fall, and you go with a full schedule. If that happens, I still think you're going to have an impossibility for some schools in this league to not play, and you would have to be willing to break ranks. The Big Ten has not broken ranks. Now you say. Well, we don't need Northwestern. We don't need this. We don't need it. No, maybe not. But do you want to reform a new league now? And you because still need opponents to could play. be the consequences. And the hard and you thing need opponents now is that so that's everyone why else is pretty much get scheduled in. Everyone else is yeah. scheduled in. Everyone yeah, you're else not is playing anybody other than yeah. You're not playing anybody other thing. than conference teams. So like you, you got to get you had there's eight of them to do that. If you wanted to, if you wanted to do the break, it should have been months ago. Or a month ago, yep. when the first things when it first came out, August thirteenth or whatever, that you weren't going to play, whatever the date was, you should have said fine, yep. and you should have got on the phone and called Navy, Army, BYU, started calling all these schools that you would have been ready Notre to play. Day. That's what Cincinnati did. Cincinnati, yep. I mean, they added Army play Cincinnati. This year. They, they're playing Austin P uh, first. I yep. mean, they they had to adjust, um, you know, and and it, it's <laughs> it's so fluid. You had to be proactive, but now everyone's already scheduled out. This is this remains true as it was the day they canceled. There was no reason to do it then. Yep. There's no reason. They're the biggest, most powerful, wealthiest conference in America. There was no reason to cancel when they canceled without a plan. None. This thing has been botched. It's still botched. Can it be saved? There's a better chance today than there was yesterday and a better chance this week than there was last week. 
Who knows if it can totally be saved? But there is reason for optimism. I do believe that if you want your football back. And, of course, we all do very, very badly. Speaking of football, it will be played this weekend. Um, and some big decisions made at some big-time institutions. We will get to that. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. ...of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year, given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Pushing the limit of how many times you can say the word thing in one show. That's the next thing. That is the next thing. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Relatively speaking, pretty full slate of college football this weekend. Memphis in prime time on uh, Saturday. Get a look at a very talented team, although be it without their best uh, offensive weapon. Uh, Gainwell out of that one. Uh, but on, on, what is it, Sunday or Monday night, you've got Navy and BYU playing as well. Mm-hmm. And so this this breaks the heart because this would be your first big weekend, right? This is yes. this would have been typically of your course, big weekend. Of course, it would be a game day tomorrow night, so, by the way. You know, it would be, be, right. be a Buckeye right. game day tomorrow. Versus uh, for the for the wooden turtle, the illabuck, if you will. Yep. Um, yeah. Stings. Yep, it does. Um, we we spent a lot of time. With, obviously, what we talked about the first hours is what's happening in college football. Uh, you mentioned Iowa issues still uh, at Alabama and Georgia and other places in terms of having to wide you know swaths of kids not playing. If you're going to play, you're going to have to play amidst. The pandemic, you're going to have to play with it. You're going to have kids who are going to test positive for COVID. You're going to have to, you know, I don't know if you quarantine for 14 days and bring them back or whatever, but that's that's going to happen. The rosters are going to change week to week pretty dramatically. Um, Ed Orgeron is still dealing with kids. You mentioned this, kids opting out. Um, he lost Jamar Chase uh, already. They said there's one or two more that he knows that are thinking about it. You mentioned this quote. Hopefully they don't. But again, if they do, that's what we'll live with. But we do have depth and we have do opt out. We're still going to have a great football team. This this year is going to have an asterisk anyway because of all of the kids who have opted out already. Yeah. Um, the fact that you're only playing conference schedules, and again, I don't, I don't, I want to be very clear. I said this to Rob Aller at the dispatch when he asked you and I about this a couple months ago. I don't view an asterisk as a bad thing. No, like if you play, I'm I'm happy. I, you know, it stinks that Jamar Chase, Micah Parsons, Bateman, all these guys aren't going to play. Yeah, that stinks. In a decade, uh, but I'm still going to watch it. Will we even remember the people who didn't play, well, or or will we just say? so-and-so won it in the COVID years. Like, if I look back... I think it'll depend on who... Yeah, I think it'll depend on who wins the national championship. Yeah, like, if I I look back... Like, like if Clemson beats Bama for the national title, then I think you'll feel like, well, that's legitimate. If, like, North Carolina beats Oklahoma State for the national title, you go, oh, yeah, just a COVID year. Yeah. That's the COVID year. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's almost like whoever plays for it legitimizes it. I love the fact that... um, I'm looking at the bottom line right now on ESPN, and it says, source, yeah. um, nothing changed with Big Ten Trump call. That's the headline. I'm like, well, yeah. they actually got people talking. Something changed. Something changed. <laughs> yeah, something the offense, changed. The offense sure came back true. on the field from, you know, so mm-hmm. it's just amazing how even just a little headline like that is polarizing. And that's funny because the yeah. first thing under it says, many um, medical things being discussed, many start dates being discussed, so conversation changed. 
like October 10th was mentioned by somebody. So that did change. Yeah. Uh, testing did change. And then it said Ohio yep. State's president um, optimistic, you know, and speaking to NBC. Anyway, um, the headline just kind of stood out because I'm like, it's already it was it was put there to kind of boil somebody's blood. Um, anyway, I think well, they got me, somebody on the record to say, no, nothing changed. Of course. Basically what Bill Moose said yesterday. I mean, yes. You don't have to say source. Bill Moose said right. it. Right. Bill Moose said that we're still looking at Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> and the thing is, is that, I mean, heck, if you listen, to, here's the thing that gets me optimistic. Dan Patrick was pretty dang close on his 12-2. He was. And the initial thing, if you pay attention to the scores when we had Teddy on, the initial maybe conversation may have been 12-2 and then slipped to 11-3. and I mean, who I knows? So if it's that, that well. close, right? If it's that close, then maybe his oct- – I mean, you would have thought that it was for sure thing we're kicking off October 10th. So maybe it's not October 10th, but it's the 17th. I mean, yeah. and, that, and, that, and listen, the reason why October 10th is is that they really feel that's the latest date they can play and still be involved in the college football playoff. That's it's correct, yeah. the reality. So as an Ohio State fan, we should all be saying, if you don't give it to me October 10th, then why at all? Sure, we'll watch because we're Buckeyes. That's right. We'll watch because we're diehard. But guess what? If I'm watching a Thanksgiving start football season, then I'm watching it like I'm watching spring ball. What's the future of Ohio State? Because we'll be watching the future. We won't be watching the present. And the present hopes of a national championship and a Heisman and all that would be gone. Yeah. Um, and a, be a JV award, season. all that would yeah. be gone. To be JV, we'd be excited. You know what? I would watch with the anticipation of, well, gosh, I think there's some potential with C.J. Stroud. Or there's some potential. Or, That's right. You know what? The kid from Philly is going to have a, a hard time winning this job over that kid. You know, that mm-hmm. will be our conversation. It won't be, I hope we get in at 4-0. and I hope the eye test helps us. No. Yeah. Anyway, to back to how I'll remember this season. If Ohio State doesn't play, I'll always wonder what if. That's how Buckeye fans will remember it. But I think as a whole, just like the shortened strike seasons in Major League Baseball or NBA seasons or whatever, like I don't have a recollection of Michael Jordan coming back, you know, mid playoff run or before the playoffs, right, and them not winning it. Yeah. I remember, you know, so whoever won it that year, I don't even know. But whoever won it that year, you say, Oh, okay, like I, I don't even have a recollection of oh, it was the year MJ sat out. Uh, that team won it. Yeah. Like whoever won the strike year, oh, they struck. Oh, okay. So they won in unique circumstances. But if Ohio State doesn't play this year, I, as a Buckeye fan, and I don't think this will be the way for the country, but as a Buckeye fan, I'll say, okay, yeah, Clemson, Alabama, that's a legit national championship. But we didn't even get a swing. That's all I remember yep. it. But I'm not going to remember it as Jamar, Ch- you know, Chase sat out or so and so sat out. I just think over time it'll be like, oh, kids, unless it starts a new trend. If it starts a new trend, it'd be like COVID started this trend of star players yeah. saying, nah, not playing. I'm good. Yeah, maybe it does open those floodgates. Could be. Lots of lots of questions still unanswered on this thing. Uh, we'll take a little break from this. The NFL is going to play. They're going to play eight days eight from days, today. Baby. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here. And the hoops action is heating up. And Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get 100 dollars in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks download the typical sportsbook app today that's promo code the fan 100 must be 21 or older physically located in ohio terms and conditions apply gambling problem call 1-800 gambler yes the chiefs and the texans it's going to be fantastic we continue our tour around the nfl we're in the nfc north coming up next the packers and the bears first the vikings and lions after that bishop and laurenitis right here on the fan top shelf conversation from top shelf gentlemen that's a pretty emphatic situation 
Bishop and Laurenitis. All right, second hour here on a first Friday Miracle edition of the program. The NFL is going to play. They're going to play eight days from now. Their testing has been fantastically comprehensive uh, to this point. Uh, you've, you've cautioned us, and I think rightfully so. Let's see what happens in six weeks, eight weeks. Uh, but right now, it's it's incredible what they're doing. It's incredible, buddy, what they're doing from a traveling standpoint. Um, kind of what we're hearing, even on like you know, like in terms of who's going to be able to be allowed. You can't. You're not even going to be able to be in the same like hallways or corridors as players like it is they've created a traveling bubble it's incredible what they've done they're they going to travel later in the day is what they should do just teams pretty team much it. decorated hazmat suits you know yeah. like straight brown doc brown browns uniform. they're doc brown and back to the future with the plutonium outfit that's, that's where they're at do. like yeah. <laughs> they are just it's incredible, uh, but they are and, – and listen, if you think about any of the other things that typically happen in the NFL season, whether it's fans or whatever, there may be some fans in some games. Hopefully there are. Um, I think that they could do it from a socially distant standpoint. The entire focus, and the only focus, is delivering a television product. That's it. That yeah. is job one through ten, and everything else is a million on the list right. of importance. Um, so you're going to have football. So draft your fantasy teams this week and next and get ready, and it's going to be fun, and I, I really I can't wait. I'm so jacked for it. And as we continue our tour, we're in the How north, hard is and that? we start. How hard would that be to draft fantasy? Because you can't, I mean. You're, <sighs> Waiver wire is going to be busy. Not I mean, only uh, injuries, but just like you don't know with COVID, who's going to be able to play, no. who's not. Who, I, mean, I would say draft guys on contending teams. I yep. wouldn't spend a lot of high draft picks on guys who are like big fantasy guys on bad teams, right? Because I think that I think the bad teams could be you know really mash units from a COVID yeah. standpoint by the time this thing's going. Yeah, I do. Don't overthink it. So, no. Like if, if, you would, if you normally would, if you normally would try teams. to be like, you know what, I want to get a guy like Daniel Jones because they're going to be losing a lot and he'll be throwing, so his stats will be padded. Um, don't do that because he might have wideouts saying, the "Hell with this." Once they I'm realize out. they're going to be two and fourteen, <laughs> right. I'm out. Yeah. Done. Yeah, be Shutting it down. That. Culture will matter a lot, and they've got a good culture in Green Bay going back a lot of years. It's a team that went thirteen and three, but these are new times. Uh, these are very different new times. Peter Lafleur is coaching that team. He's dodging wrenches and balls, and he's drafting quarterbacks right. in the first round where they don't need them. Mm-hmm. They've done next to nothing from a standpoint of making life easier for Aaron Rodgers. They did not draft a wide receiver despite being wide receiver deficient. They signed Devin Funches, but he opted out. So they've done nothing. They're they're hoping to run it back. They went big on on the running back position. They drafted AJ Dillon, who I thought they overdrafted from Boston College. Um, you look at their two deep, and you say to yourself, "Boy, how did this team not get better?" And I mean, like Mercedes Lewis is still right. their. Tight. I forgot he was still in the league. Like he's the tight end. Aaron yep. Jones will have to be great. They do have Devonte Adams, who's a ni- really nice player. The other receiver starting next to him is Alan Lazard. I don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I had to do the sideline the sideline reporting for them, but if I hadn't, I wouldn't. Um, I believe he's from – I think I think he's an Iowa State kid, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, it's still just – I have no recollection. When you look at this too deep, on a, on a defense that was just bullied by right. the San Francisco 49ers, the big offseason acquisition was Christian Kirksey, who I love Kirko, but he frankly was hurt – for the last two years, Darius Smith yeah. comes over from Baltimore as well. But um, 
to me, I just see a team that, that I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what the yeah. point of this was. I don't get it. No, neither do I. And, and ultimately, it could get to uh, a point where you know people get fired over decisions like this if it doesn't pan out. Um, you're right. I mean, it's the same crew at wideout run back, and you could have gotten... You could have gotten some dudes. I like Aaron Jones um, at running back for them. Uh, A.J. Dillon is the only person in the NFL with bigger ca- uh, quads than, than Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah. Massive lower body, but who knows? It's not like I don't think really explosive comes down. I think strong. He'll give you yeah. a little punch you know, in the inside, but he's not a game breaker by any means. Mercedes Lewis, you're right. I mean, Mercedes Lewis is, is – I mean, he was already a vet when I entered the league. Um, so he's still rolling, uh, which is unbelievable. And their wideouts, I mean, yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams is a stud, but Alan Lazard, Marquez, Valdez-Scantling, um, I don't even know how to say Equ- St. Brown. Anyway, I know he played in the game, right? <laughs> Equanimous St. Brown. Uh, yeah. Anyway. That, They've look, done they nothing have, to help him. They No, they didn't. They have a good secondary. I do like Darnell Savage at safety. I covered him uh, at Maryland, and he's a heck of a player. Adrian Amos is fine. Their secondary is fine. Jair uh, Alexander yeah. and Kevin King, they have guys. I think they're outside linebackers, the Smith brothers, Rex Shop. The problem yep. with them is up the middle. Up the middle, they got they got bullied by San Fran. Um, so they're built to rush the passer and play pass defense. Um I'm not sure they're they're meant like Stan Fran's a really bad matchup for them. Who says you know we're going to run 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 play action? That's a bad matchup. They're built to defend teams like Detroit, where it's like hey mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford's going to drop back and throw it a bunch of times, right? Or other teams in their in their division like the Saints, they can play against the Saints because you know what I mean. They can drop back and try to cover, um, but they they did nothing I think in either area to shore up their run defense or to shore up their their wideout skill for Aaron Rodgers. Like when you have a Rod as your quarterback. Get him as many weapons. Um, and today's Give NFL a run especially, at it, man. Yes, Take a I would, run at it. I would draft all and offense and just say, draft I would draft the- all offense and say, you know what? Look, here, here's what we got to do. You're, you're not going to shut down, per se, uh, you know, Kansas City. So how do you outscore them? Well, we got a quarterback who can do it. Now let's give him weapons. That's what I would have done if I was a GM. Me too. I, I would have given Rodgers one more run at it. And instead, yeah, it's, and I, my gut feeling, they went 13-3. <laughs> three. Three. They were like, yeah, I don't think they will be this year. And I think this could be it for him there. I do think he'll ball out. I think he'll make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. Um, but he could be done there. And I think he's would be perfectly fine with that. Maybe he's in Denver next year. Yeah. Maybe he's in Dallas. Who knows? Uh, but but I, I, I would not at all be surprised if this were it for, for Rodgers in Green Bay. Um, their chief rival for the majority of their existence has been the Chicago Bears. The Bears, for my entire lifetime, have looked up at the Packers. This was the team of my youth. And this was a, this is a team that is just haunted by the drafting of a quarterback where they just blew it. It's just, it, it, they had everything the last couple of yeah. years. If you had put Patrick Mahomes on this team or Deshaun Watson on this team, it would be a Super Bowl contender. They blew it, and instead of acknowledging that all in, they put a Band-Aid on it and brought in Nick Foles because it allows them to keep Mitch Trubisky in the room, and he won't be you know somebody who's just overwhelmed the way that Cam Newton was. Um, but beyond that, I look at the team and I say, they look very similar to me, and I just think it's a, it's a. It looks to me like it's staring at eight and eight. That's what it looks like to me. And what's sad about that is you have what I think is an elite defense. Yes, you do. So you have everything. You just need a. Gosh, I mean, when you think about the places for like Leonard Fournette, 
Um, David mm-hmm. Montgomery has a groin, you know, uh, who they were counting yeah. on big time at running back. So you have Tariq Cohen, which is a scat back. You know, that's basically yeah. what you have. Um, their running backs were listed as Tariq Cohen, David Montgomery, and then they had Cordell Patterson, you know, right. <laughs> wide out listed as their. So you think about right. um, someone who might want to pay for Leonard Fournette's services. Um, heck, with. I was just thinking about this the other day. Like, what What about the Saints? What if they did trade uh, Alvin Kamara, which I don't think they will, because he's such a great right. weapon out of the backfield for Drew Brees. If you're running it with Drew Brees, why would you do that? Um, yeah. But anyway, you look at this defense, man, and you got Akeem Hicks, right? You still have Khalil Mack, Danny Trevathan, Roquan Smith, Robert Quinn. You bring in Robert as another edge rusher uh, with Khalil Mack. You have two guys who are just dudes. Um I mean, Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson. I mean, there are guys all over this defense to where you're like, they can hold them in games early on. The problem is if you don't score in the National Football League, you're not winning football games, bud. No matter how, like, even no matter how talented our defenses were, you can only hold up for so many quarters before you finally realize, like, our, and it's not even, we don't need 30 points a game. We need you to put up 21 and we can win games. But, Problem is with Mitch Trubisky. I thought Dan Orlovsky did a great breakdown yesterday, talking about his footwork and his bad habits, um, and how it leads to inaccuracies. And that that stuff right there, like when you turn the ball over, um, that that's that's not. No matter how good your defense is, like for instance, if you're backed up and you throw a pick, okay, that's an automatic field goal. And so now it's even more pressure on the defense because you're like, dang, it, it's the NFL. We're going to give up a touchdown. You know, maybe even yep. two a touchdown, a couple of field goals. Like we'll bend, not break. But if you give them free possessions inside scoring territory already, it's a lot of pressure to play under. I just don't see how the Bears are going to get anything done out of that. No, no, and I, I don't understand. Clearly, you're going to play Foles. I mean, they yeah. just be enough of it already. Like you, yeah. you, you're paying him a lot of money. And by the way, Cam and Cam Newton's making about eight bucks this year. Yeah, it's about yeah, what he could have been there. Hardest worker in yeah, the room, according been to Bill Belichick. Right. Right, and you could that would have been that would have Which, been. A by the way, big has a legendary Subway commercial. I don't know if you've seen it, but Billy <laughs> Belichick. Yeah, I did. I have, he's really everyone's opening up. Everyone's getting out in the public eye. Him and Brady both. Uh, all right, let's hit the categories on the Packers and the Bears. Number one, could you live here or vacation in either of these places? Um, You'd never definitely live not live in Green, Green Bay, Bay, and I'm definitely not vacationing. I could visit for a game; would be very cool. It's a tough trip. Yeah. Um, the stadium is Lambo is unbelievable. Um, it's like the Iowa, the NFL. Like you just feel like you're parking in someone's driveway, you know, or someone's front yard, yeah. paying them cash, and you're walking over the stadium. Flyovers feel like you know the planes are going to hit the side of the stadium because there's no sky- <laughs> skyline. Um, it's perfect, man. It's it's a perfect scene for a game. But heck, no, am I living there? Heck, no, am I vacationing there? Um, I don't think I would live in Chicago, although Evanston's beautiful, uh, but that's not really Chicago. I I don't know, man. I, I'd probably say no to both on, on Chicago, and it's probably only because I've been there so many times. Like, your version of Tampa, yeah. like, I've it's been just to Chicago so much for work that yeah, it's lovely it's a for city. a weekend. It's a lovely for a weekend. Yeah. It's a big city. Once you've done it, uh, to me, I, it's fine. I, you know, I, but it's not like I'm, oh, I got to get back to Chicago. It's so great. I suppose if you're from there, it's great. But if you're you know not, my like, vacations, it's my just vacations a big city. have to deal yeah. with like I'm beach, mountains. Either, right. Yeah. Like so neither of these places fit. I do think that Green Bay has potentially one of the great like guys weekend trips where you go to a Packers game on a Sunday, yeah, uh, and maybe you go play Whistling Straits or something Brought like that. Where there's 
Yeah. There's some great, yeah, there's some great Jeez. golf up around there. So uh, I don't know the geography well enough to know how far it is, but I think that would be really cool. Do we like the quarterback situations? Um, I, I do not like at all what's going on in Chicago. I think that, um, like you said, very well, it's a Band-Aid. Um, and mm. I obviously love Aaron Rodgers, but I hate the the seeds that they've planted by drafting Jordan Love. So yep, I love the quarterback who's there, but I think that there's already obvious discontentment. Whenever your quarterback knows that his time is, is limited there, that's a very tough mental thing to battle all season long. Yep, yep, absolutely. No reason for me to comment on that. You hit it perfectly. Super Bowl playoff ascending road to nowhere tank. So Bears, Packers I feel first. like, yeah, Packers first. I think one. they're they're a playoff. I don't think they're a Super Bowl team. Yep. Even though they were thirteen and three a year ago and in the NFC Championship game, it wasn't even. They didn't even look like they were on the same competition level as the Niners. Um, Bears, no. I have them as road to nowhere because of the quarterback. I think you have that too. I think your playoff, um, your playoff, but in Green Bay, you're you're trending towards road to nowhere. Rodgers keeps you in playoff, and the Bears. Bears have been perpetually road to nowhere. I mean, they've been yeah. that way. You know, it's amazing. They've you know they've played for a Super Bowl with Lovey and Rex freaking Grossman, um, but but there there's just no there's no path for them being a Super Bowl team, and it's yeah. it's really one of the most mismanaged teams in the NFL because they have that city to themselves. Like, yep, it's a monster city that loves the Bears more than anything, and they have it to themselves, and they've really botched much of it um despite always having great defense they just can't get the quarterback thing right uh we will continue hey there friends bo bishop here and the hoops action is heating up and typico sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos bet on select games earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to five percent cash back on your bets sign up now enter the promo code the fan 100 to get a hundred dollars in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks download the typico sportsbook app today that's promo code the fan 100 100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Division coming up next, we'll hit the Vikings and the Lions. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. If you miss a Buckeye game, it's because your radio is in tune to the right place. Always and forever, your home for the Buckeyes. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. The linebacker. The legend. The liquor cabinet. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, we continue in the north with the Lions and the team of your youth, the Minnesota football Vikings. Let's start with the Vikes. Stephon Diggs is out. Xavier Rhodes is out. Trey Waynes is out. Andrew Sadejo is out. Treadwell is out. All of those guys are out. They had a nice draft. Justin Jefferson in. Uh, Ezra Cleveland, who's a guy that a lot of people liked, uh, fell to them a little bit. And so that was a win out of them. They get Gladney out of TCU. Um, they lose their offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, but will retain the exact same philosophy offensively going forward. Uh, this is really a, a question of Kirk Cousins, is it not? Oh, of course it is. Kirk yeah. Cousins and the health of Dalvin Cook. Because if Dalvin Cook can stay healthy... Kirk Cousins' production is sky high. If Dalvin Cook is not healthy, then Kirk Cousins is not very good. That is basically the story of the Minnesota Vikings. Can they stay balanced? And their only hope of staying balanced is with Dalvin Cook on the field. That's it. Now, they they avoided a big, big issue with the restructuring or the re-signing of Riley Reef out at left tackle. Um, shout out to, to Iowa. 
Um, mm-hmm. But they were, you know, if they didn't have that, I mean, he was basically, it was basically like, it was, on, I'll put it this way, it was a little dicey there for a little bit, whether he was going to be gone, you know, or mm-hmm. whether he was going to be kind of re-signed. So that's nice. You mentioned uh, Ezra Cleveland. It was going to be a very nice pickup for them. A lot of people did like him. Justin Jefferson. Jeff Gladney is a guy at, at the outside that I think that they um, they were obviously high on. And, and look, you got to trust Zimmer on, on his judgment yep. of defensive players. But the the thing for them is, you, you I mean, you mentioned the guys that they lost, right? Stephon Diggs, um, but you replace him with a Justin Jefferson. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, whose play had started to decline, you replace him with Jeff Gladney, and you hope that you know he's able to um, pick it up. He's still have a first-rounder from just 2018, and Mike Hughes out there at corner as well. Linval Joseph will, will be a guy that they miss. Um, Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, Sadejo is kind of a – a safety that started for him at times, but also Treadwell was for all intents and purposes. He's been a, he's been a disappointment. He's been a bust. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that, those DNs in the, in the purple and gold are going to give them a pass rush that is filthy with Daniil Hunter yeah. and Yannick Ngakwe. So yep. pair that up with how much they like to blitz Barr and Kendricks and do all that blitzing and, and all that, all that I mean, basically, what he's going to do with all that blitzing and attacking is he ensures that Hunter and Ngakwe are going to have one-on-ones on the outside. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you know, and, and that's what it, it creates confusions. Well, coach, we're supposed to come out here and help chip and double and all this, but what about the blitzing backer in the A gap? And so two guys go out to try to stop Ngakwe, and now Kendricks is free up the middle. Boom, easy sack layup. Uh, or we come down and now you're one-on-one and it's a huge mismatch because you have Hunter and Ngakwe one-on-one or tackle, or you flip them in, into the interior and because of the double A-gap mug look, they're one-on-one with a guard who is a worse pass blocker than the tackle, right? And so it's a man for a yep. man, and now you have Ngakwe and Hunter on guards and you have two backers and Barr and Kendricks rushing up the middle. A running back's going to have to step up and take one of them or you're going to have to slide it a certain way. It's... It's an issue, and so they they are loaded on on defense. I think again they'll they'll rebound nicely, but it all like you said, it's all going to come down to Cousins and and I think Cook. Yep, that's a great point on Cook because without him, it, it doesn't go. Uh, conversely, the Lions, a team that you know started out you know just snake bitten, but very competitive and very good, and then lost Matthew Stafford and went three ten and one three twelve and one. Uh, now they get Jeff Akuda. That's a nice little. Nice little bounce back for that, for your suffering. DeAndre Swift out of Georgia should help them in the run game a great deal. Um, they did lose Darius Slay in free agency, their talented corner, um, but but have replaced that in various ways. You see a lot of former, certainly former uh, Patriots guys and Collins and Shelton and those guys coming in to run Patricia's defense, similar to the, to the way that he, he ran it in New England. This is one where this is, when I was looking at this, this has a chance to be a surprising team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Detroit team. Now, how surprising? I don't know, uh, but I could see them if ha- if Stafford stays healthy and gives you a full season. You can run- if Carryon Johnson, DeAndre Swift. That's a good twosome, and they've got Marvin Jones. They brought over Amendola, who you know very well, and then Galladay is has been a nice target for him going forward. Um, yeah. they, this isn't this is an interesting team. Jesse James comes over. They got good tight end. C.J. Hawkinson there as well. This yep. is an interesting team. This Lions group. Yeah, it is, and I think also when you look at, by the way, congratulations to Taylor Decker as the 2014 class yep. just decides to rake in so much money. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My goodness. So congrats to Another Taylor Decker. Another $40 million for him, yeah. guaranteed. I think Quintez Cephas is a guy to watch. Kind of under, you know, He's a guy that did a lot of jet sweeps, go routes for Wisconsin. Uh, very fast, uh, which you don't think of when you think of Wisconsin wide receiver, right? But uh, nice pickup in the late rounds for them. Jonah Jackson, I expect to sneak into the starting lineup at some point this season. But you're right. DeAndre Swift and Kerryon Johnson are two running backs that um, I think can help them. TJ Hawkinson, I expect to get more more work uh, this year. Stafford stays healthy. This is a team that I think can can threaten. And as you look at their defense, they have talent mm-hmm. um, all over the place. And it just depends. I think what's going to be essential for them uh, with a, a coach and Patricia who likes to be like Bill, you know, and there's he's he's a different cat. Um, is that they're they're winning early because. Mm-hmm. There's some guys in there that, and I look at one name and Jamie Collins. If you're winning and things are going good, he can be a, a special player. If you yep. lose early and it's rough, his give-a-damn level will go out the window. Um, Boy, we saw that guys. in Cleveland two years yes. ago in New England last year. Yes, so it's going to be very interesting to see. I think it's important for this team to, to get a good a good start to the season, um, which I think is possible because Matt Stafford, again, one of the most – I think, uh, overlooked quarterbacks in the NFL. I agree. Let's hit the categories. Could you live here or vacation here? Oh, I could definitely live in Minnesota. Been there, done yep. that. Um, listen, if, if you the, – the main difference, if you were a person from Ohio and you were like, you know what, I, ha- I have to relocate to Minnesota for, for work, you're going to absolutely love the summers. You're going to adore the summers and fall season. Um you're going to be shocked by how early you will get snow. It won't stick right away, but you'll be shocked. Uh, yeah. Sometimes Halloween, <laughs> sometimes, you know. Um, I, remember, I remember back in the 90s, uh, the blizzard on, on Halloween. Um, but that's not normal. It'll, it'll come and go. And then it'll, once it stays, though, in December, you'll be shocked then how long it will stay. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like Ohio where it snows and then by the time, you know, within 24 hours it's it's more of like a dirty gray slush on the roads. No, that snow, yep. that powder will be here till till March um, in most cases. So, anyway, it's – you basically you'll have to live in winter. That's the difference, right? So, in, in Ohio, like, you get through winter because it's so rainy. You can't really sled. It's not it's – not, it's not snowy enough to get snowmobiles up there. You get a snowmobile and you live, damn it. You'll live in winter. Yep. And you find a way to enjoy it. Um, Detroit, no. 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 I'm not, no. Just no. Minneapolis is, is yes. I, I don't know about vacation, but I've had to spend week. I've loved weekends I've spent there. I've flown through there and been delayed with the kids. The Mall of America is great. I could absolutely live there. Love the lakes. I love the downtown, the way it's set up. I think it's a, it's a great town. And the, the cold... Yep. It's just smart. You can really avoid the cold, and you can live in it. You can do all those things. Uh, you could uh, absolutely live there. Uh, Detroit, no on both cases. I have no use for it. Uh, do you like their quarterbacks? Um, I like Cousins. I love Stafford. I, I'm I, not, don't. I don't love. I don't. I don't like Cousins. I. I think he's. <laughs> I just think there's a real ceiling. <laughs> there is him. a ceiling. Whereas there is. A ceiling. I think Stafford. I think Stafford's going to go down as like Dan Fouts. Like if if it's just you're just yeah. gonna look back and if Fouts gets to play on some good teams with San Diego at the end, but like you just I'm just gonna look back and go, God, what if he was drafted somewhere else? Yeah, and it, yeah, it just stinks that that he's was is drafted where he was drafted in the incompetence. Uh, Super Bowl playoff ascending road to nowhere tank. Oh, 
So Vikings, I think they can flirt with the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would like to say Lions are ascending. I think the Lions could be a surprise team. Yeah, I think it's playoffs. I think both these teams have visions of the playoffs. So I'll put yeah. playoffs on both of them. That they that, and I wouldn't be surprised if either of these teams made the playoffs. So when, you got seven teams now in the NFC, both divisions, conferences could make it. I wouldn't be surprised if both these teams made the playoffs. It would not yeah. shock me. I it don't think shock me three at all. T- I, I just think you know with Stafford's injury, yeah. I think people are overlooking the Lions and what they really how they started and all that. And I think, yep. ultimately they'll be. A, sh- a surprise early on in this. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the Hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER alright we'll get some perspective on the division with Jeff Dickerson ESPN NFL Nation reporter he will join us next Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan the undisputed leader in talking about nothing common man in T-bone weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 the fan Ohio sports destiny two legends one show well it's all a lie this is Bishop and Laurinaitis All right, time to head out on the Brian Heating Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Our buddy Jeff Dickerson covers the Bears for ESPN NFL Nation. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time. And let's start with the team that you cover on a daily basis, the Chicago Bears. And where are we at quarterback? One would lead to think that certainly you don't go get Foles for, to not play him. So my thinking would be that they would, but still no real answer on that. What's your gut on it? Well, you know, Matt Nagy uh, first said over the weekend, last weekend, that he was going to wait until, like, the actual day of the first game to announce the starter, September 13th. And that was kind of silly because that was never going to happen. Then Nagy kind of clarified things on Monday and said, no, I'll, I'll let you guys know, you know, sometime next week between Monday and Wednesday. So my, my guess is, you know, internally, guys, they, they have a pretty good idea of which way they're going to go. I can tell you based on about the nine practices that we were able to watch, it all looked kind of bleh. I mean, they, they were okay. <laughs> Neither guy was great. I mean, so you would have Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky, of course, is more mobile than Nick Foles. He's a lot younger. Um, he's more athletic, certainly, at this stage of his life. Um, and there would be some drills where Mitch looks pretty good, and he's looking sharp and moving the ball. And then there would be a period or two later where it just didn't look that good, and he struggles in the red zone, and He'd make some, some mistakes, and the accuracy was off. Then you have Foles. Would have some throws that were just super on the money. Other throws getting picked off. So I don't think that you know either one has said, oh, my gosh, you know i got to be the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears because my play has been so far superior to the other guy. But I, I, I do believe strongly that, look, the front office would love it to be Trubisky because they want to save face after taking him second overall and, of course, passing on Watson and Mahomes. But I look at the coaching staff, and you look at these coaches, guys, that Matt Nagy brought in, John Filippo, Bill Lazor, even Juan Castillo coaching the offensive line. These are all Nick Foles guys from back in the day in Philadelphia and, and Kansas City, and, and Filippo was with them in Jacksonville last year. So if the coaching staff has the ultimate say, I, I, I just feel like based on what Mitch did last year, 
and how they were kind of handling him in the offseason, I would be hard-pressed to believe that they're going to take Trubisky over Foles if the coaching staff is truly the group making that ultimate decision. Yeah, Jeff, so, you, so you're covering a team, right, that, would, that has a super talented defense, and you're really saying to yourself, my goodness, if we could just have a quarterback. I mean, we don't need to score 31 a game, right? If we could just have a quarterback. But yet you're in a division where you see a team that won the NFC North in the Green Bay Packers who has a quarterback, and they're saying, just give them weapons. <laughs> and yet they go and draft a quarterback in the first round. What, what was your gut reaction when you first saw that? When you saw the Packers draft a quarterback, when everyone was thinking there's so many wideouts to choose from, talent to choose from out here on the outside, as, what was Bears Nation thinking when that happened? Well, I mean, I don't cover Aaron Rodgers every day. My good friend Rob Demosky has that duty in Green Bay. But I've dealt with Aaron Rodgers enough to probably uh, know that uh, he wasn't super pleased uh, when they made that draft. <laughs> and, um, you, know, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, is a great quarterback. Um, you know, he definitely has, uh, I think, some, some quirks there, as we all do. And uh, I think he is just, you know, ultra-competitive. And my, my initial thought really was, oh, boy, he's going to have a monster year because he is not happy about this whatsoever. Weapons are no weapons. He's going to find a way to just light things up. That was my initial thought. I don't know about the Packers. They are, you know, look, they won 13 games, I believe, last year in the regular season, 12 or 13. That was a, a team that most people thought was ahead of schedule with Matt LaFleur taking over year one. They don't add the weapons. So they're, they're, they're a tough team to really kind of figure out. I think most believe that they'll kind of fall back to the pack in the NFC North. But I'm telling you, a, a scorned Aaron Rodgers, because I think he's kind of sensitive, a scorned Aaron Rodgers is not something that's, uh, that's going to be good for the rest of the division, I don't think. So I, I'm not writing Green Bay off, even though in a perfect world, absolutely, they go out and they get, they get this guy more weapons because we watched him last year. Um, they didn't have enough. And look at Jimmy Graham. I mean, Jimmy Graham, oddly enough, guys, not to take it back to the Bears for a quick second here, you know, Jimmy Graham was, people thought he was done last year in Green Bay. I got to tell you, he looked pretty good in Chicago. I mean, I, I don't know. He's running well. He's catching the ball. He's a huge red zone threat. So wouldn't that be something? If the guy they let go away, it turns out they have a productive year someplace Jeez. else. That would make Rodgers even more upset. Maybe starting for the Broncos by the time you get to next next spring, I would think, if that happens. Uh, let's just talk real quickly about the Lions and Stafford. James and I both love Stafford, and, and I just fear he's going to end up spending his entire career there, and, and, and it's never going to be able to be organized around him. I do like what they've done this offseason, though. Uh, Jeff, when you, when you think about what they did in the draft, getting our guy Akuda, who's a lockdown corner, DeAndre Swift. Okay, yeah. now we get a couple of backs, got a couple of nice tight ends. If he can stay healthy... What, what do you think about this Lions team with a, with a chance for a pretty good bounce back this year? The way I look at the Lions, guys, is don't, don't you think it's reasonable to expect their defense to play well since Matt Patricia made his bones coaching defense in New England? And, yes, and to me, yeah. that, was, that was the surprising thing about this team the last couple of years, all the, you know, the posture and all the goofiness that Patricia brought with them uh, that, that got them you know, in the headlines for the wrong reasons off the field. But, you know, Stafford is, I agree with you guys, you know, I've, I've covered Matthew Stafford just in terms of seeing him twice a year live his entire career. I think he's fantastic. He don't throw for, what, 5,000 yards one season by accident or something like that. I mean, he's, he's an incredible talent. Um, but I just think defensively, I think Okuda was a good start. It was a good year to have a cor- to, to take corners, very deep cornerback draft. So 
the Lions are that team where whenever you're prepared to just kind of write them off and say, well, why is year three and Matt Patricia going to be different than year two or year one? Just when you're ready to do that, they seem to find a way to, to bounce back. They always have these strange years where out of nowhere they, they you know win 10 games, win 11 games, challenge for the playoffs, win a wild card. So I'm with you. I, I think this is a very balanced division. I, I think Minnesota, you know, acquiring the pass rusher they did uh, last week um, is definitely going to vault them ahead of most, I think. But I think the Lions, there's no reason why, as long as that defense can play up the, the somewhat decent standards, that with that quarterback, they can't be in the mix of this thing, too. Jeff, how do you think this thing shakes out then? All said and done, who wins the NFC North? Yeah, I would still go Minnesota. I, I would still probably go Minnesota, Green Bay, yeah, Bears, Lions, somewhere in the mix. You know, for me, again, uh, with the Bears, uh, what's that old Steve Spurrier saying? If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You know, it's, yeah. just, it's hard. It's hard to, to sit here on in September when a team doesn't have a starting quarterback announced and be like, that's going to be a Super Bowl team. I, I, I don't see it. So I, I would say probably Minnesota is, is my likely preseason favorite to win this division. Yeah, it's it's just one of the grossest what ifs for a Bears fan, and I grew up one. But the idea that that you could have had Watson or Mahomes, and I don't, I give him the pass on Mahomes. I don't, you know, he, I don't know that anybody had that. But Watson, we knew, Watson, we knew, and to to go the other way, it's just so poisonous. It's just brutal. I mean, I mean, think of this. Not not to bring everyone down here if you're a Bears fan uh, living <laughs> in Columbus, but but you know they they uh they passed on the national champion quarterback and took a guy that lost the Sun Bowl. I, I hate to say that because I know Jeez. Mitch is very popular in Ohio, and he's a mentor guy, and you know, great career in, yep. in high school. But, I mean, geez, yep. that's one that you just can't overcome. Yeah, it's not his fault. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, Jeff, right. Jeff, thank you so much. Always great having you on, man. All right, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah, you too, Jeff Dickerson. One of the very best. ESPN Those NFL Sun Bowls can be difficult, the Bears. <laughs> they they pass on a guy who's who who was the most important college football player probably of the decade. Oh right? man, who was play was the best player in two straight national championships games for a guy who started one year at North Carolina. That's what they did. Um, I have this Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears in that order. I think you could win this division. I think the Vikings are the only playoff team. I think you could win this division at nine and seven or ten and six, and the worst in this division could be seven and nine. They yeah. all feel like the same to me. Yeah, this is a uh, the Bears Lions at the bottom end of it. A very balanced division. I think that you're going to have teams beating each other, you know, across. But I think that I do have. Um, I think Minnesota wins it. I think Minnesota wins the division. If it's hard to say, but gosh, I, it's, it's still hard to go against. Rogers thing can go either way, can it? Where he can just light it oh, up. Oh yeah. Versus, but I think Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit is flirting with the playoffs, and then. Chicago's in the base. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cashback in the industry with up to 5% cashback on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem. I'm call one eight hundred gambler. Yep, I'm with that you defense. On that. Will keep about them in. It's, that's what's so tough about it. Absolutely, that's why they, they could be seven and nine. You know, yeah. they could be. Think or not, I think up next. Bishop and Lorenzo is right here on the fan. 
Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, the NFL, and fat weird guys talking about eating people. I'm hungry. Is it time to eat? It's all on the fan. Ohio sports destiny. Well-dressed, well-spoken, but never, ever a well-drink. How about chaos? Absolute insanity. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. Time for a little thing or not a thing. Go Chops. Bishop and Laurinaitis. Thing or not a thing. Here we go on a first Friday. Bill Connolly released his preseason S&P, S&P Plus rankings for 2020. Ohio State is on top, followed by Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and Florida. Thing or not a thing? Yeah, I mean, that's why we want to play. <laughs> we, we love our football. We're real good. We should, you know, like you'd be the popular pick to win the national championship, I think, by a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a thing. Hopefully we get to play. That's all. Hopefully you get to play. Play yeah. October 10th. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I hope. I, I hope. What, what, what's your confidence level right now? If I said, Bo... Give me a percentage that we're going to play on October 10th. What would you say? Well, he's, Heather Dinich reporting today, nothing's changed. Meantime, Bob saying there's tests for everybody. Um, play or not on October 10th. I'll say this. I, I can't get past the... Well, I'll save that for the next hour. I'll say 25% we play. So I just calculated Which, three, 3 divided by 14. That's 21.4%. That's me. Because that's how many teams voted to play in the Big Ten. 21.4%. A couple weeks ago with no new medical information. Now, testing, sure, we can test more. But the big thing was never... I don't think the big obstacle was test. test. Right. The big obstacle was the the health and safety of the student-athletes and <coughs> amateurism. Yep. Liability of it all. Got something in your throat there, James. I do. <laughs> official, Officially official now, CBJ Associate GM Bill Zito will join the Florida Panthers as that team's new general manager. Thing or not a thing? Good for Bill. Uh, Yarmo is the, you know, Bill did, has done a great job here, but but it's good for him to get a chance. You see why. Yarmo has built an incredible farm system, and people who helped him are going to benefit from that, and Bill's the, uh, the first among them. Yeah, and, and I mean, 70 years here, um, deserves a shot. Has, inter- has interviewed multiple times at certain areas, but found what he thinks is a, is a good fit, and um, it's it's you know it's it shows organizational success, right? When you talk about JD and, and guys Yarmo, and when, when people are getting plucked from your front office, it shows mm-hmm. that people look at the Columbus Blue Jackets and they say, you know what, they've built something there. And I think especially yep. this season as well, with with the ability to get back into the postseason when you lose three of your arguably best players on the roster, so uh, you have a healthy a healthy system going right now in Columbus. The red Sonny Gray gave up six earned runs and was pulled after just two-thirds of an inning, which led to a 16-2 loss to the Cardinals. Cincinnati is now 15-21. and Thing or not a thing? I understand that baseball means a lot to people. It just doesn't for whatever reason to me. So not a thing. I think the Reds are supposed to be good. I think the Reds are supposed to be good this year, and they're not. So that's yeah. probably a thing. But I just... It's, I have not watched an inning, man. I have not watched. It's been on in the background a few times, but I've not watched an inning of this baseball restart. Watch yeah, right. it's uh, it's been a hard watch for me as well. Um, I I guess the the bigger picture is that the Reds had some optimism this year, and it's just not coming. Mm-hmm. All I keep seeing on on the line, you know, from Reds fans sure. that um, I follow is that you know their bullpen has just been atrocious. So I'm not. I have no idea. Haven't watched an inning as well. Um, 
but it stinks for those that are, are Reds fans, and you have a little bit yeah. of optimism for the first time in a while, and you're not you're not getting results. Two more. I really want to keep you guys updated on Joe Judge. So the Giants head coach ended Tuesday's <laughs> practice with a ball security drill. He sprayed a football with a hose. Then he had rookies trying to recover the slippery ball, all before ultimately diving on it himself in the mud to a crowd of cheering players. Thing or not a thing? You could probably speak to this far more eloquently than I, but I think that these type of coaches either either work really big or they flame out incredibly poorly. I don't think there's yeah. any middle ground to this type of tactic. No, and he's on he's on his way to uh, well, he just better win. Yeah, he better win. All this guys will be like, okay, whatever. Coach is goofy, you know. But if you're winning, everyone has fun, right? Winning it's like Harbaugh, right? Things. But yep. But if you lose, oh boy, if you lose. <laughs> by the way, how many people play on actual real grass anymore and get? I mean, the fact that you're practicing that drill. Okay, and maybe it's a little fight. We used to do some fun stuff, right? Here's fun stuff at practice: is you have the rookies go out there, right, and you have them spin on a baseball bat with their helmet on it, you know, ten times, and then try to do sprints, you know, like that's a fun little thing. And then whoever loses, you know, you split the team in half, offense and defense, put your rookies out there. Whoever loses that does sprints, right? That's a little team building thing. It's also funny. Or you have the fat guys go out there and try to catch punts, you know, on the judge yeah. machine. Like, those are all always fun things. And then whoever loses between O-line, D-line, guys run. Like, that's fun stuff. You know, Fish used to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a vet on that team, I'm saying, Coach, what are, give me the give me the statistical percentages, and maybe I'm just a jerk, statistical percentages that we're going to be playing on a grass field to where there's a torrential downpour going on and we have to do this. Are we just wasting time? <laughs> Yeah, what, what are we doing here, man? Maybe what that's exactly why. What are we know. doing here? Um, all right, we will we'll circle back in and try to make sense of where we are now on the on the return to play. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up. And Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to five percent cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code the fan one hundred to get a hundred dollars in bonus bets when you bet twenty five bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code the fan one hundred. Must be twenty one or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER. The Big Ten, the realistic hurdles that remain. And Ohio State's president with some pretty strong words about returning to play. How much weight will it carry? And what was the purpose of the timing of the comments? We get to all of that coming up next. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan. Mornings have never sounded better. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel host Morning Juice. Weekdays starting at 6. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Meet or on the rocks. Just act accordingly. Starts with a glass of bourbon, then goes to, oh, first blood's on. I think I'll watch this again. You're listening to Bishop and Laurinaitis. All right, final hour here on a First Friday Miracle Edition. Bob with about a half hour ago, uh, very encouraging news from the Big Ten. Kevin Warren has a good handle on what is needed for sports to resume. Feds will provide enough tests for all sports in the Big Ten, which solves the most critical questions. The all sports being capitalized by Bob, and that's critical because that's the amateurism part of it that's attached there. Uh, schools have great med centers for any additional resources required. The liability is still going to be an issue. Um, but but no doubt you, f- you feel better ab- about where things are. And I do not think it was an accident that Christina Johnson spoke publicly yesterday on NBC4 about how this could happen. Uh, She's the president of Ohio State. It's a powerful spot. Uh, She was one of three to vote for football 
And I think she's trying to apply a little bit of pressure here. Let's have a listen. This was new uh, president of Ohio State, Christina Johnson, on working on the protocols for safe play via NBC4. It came out yesterday, of course, with that how I voted. That's no secret. I voted not to postpone. I think that, again, the kinds of things we've learned about how we can have what's called a clean field, you know, players on the field that are negative, that can play, that we can be playing football. And we're working through that process. We're working with the uh, Big Ten. We're working with the commissioner to try and get in place those sort of medical protocols where we can keep our students safe. And that's really what it comes down to. We want to make sure that our athletes get a shot because they've worked really hard, you know, and they deserve a shot to play. At the same time, we want to make sure that they're safe. So we're doing our work. We'll come back, and I'm uh, very hopeful that we'll be playing football this fall. And and here she is on being playing football this fall, including in the options. Have a listen. Fall is a long time period of time, right? So fall goes till December twentieth, right? So I'm hoping that um, that yeah, I see that there's a path to football. Uh, people talk about winter, early spring, late fall, winter. I mean, those things are all being worked out. Again, I come back to our campuses need to be safe, and that means in the performances as well as in the classrooms. We're working very hard to do that. And if we all do our part, wear our masks, stay six feet apart, wash our hands, then, you know, I think that we've got the procedures in place to go forward. Interesting answers there in terms of fall is long, right? Hey, Jay, <laughs> because... yeah, can you pay attention to the quotes? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> fall is long. It could be October I think that was 10th. pretty. It yeah. could be Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, yeah. She mentions it goes all the way to December twenty first. So you, if you I really play in November, I really you think can play all the fall and be done. The more I try to look at this, I really think that Thanksgiving is what is still the main thing being discussed. I think there is a tidal wave of momentum, and I'm hopeful for this because mm-hmm. trust me, no, I want to play. I want to play not just for the student athletes because Ohio State has a chance to win a national championship. I want to play so I can go back to work and fly and cover a football game you know like that's a that's a chunk of my workload that got canceled as well right with big 10 network being a a big tv partner obviously so i would love to go cover a game (laughs) you know what i mean um yeah so i want this but i also it just seems like a lot needs there's there are still leaps that need to happen for this to be done by october 10th it's not even done by October 10th. It's done in a timely fashion here now as we are September 2nd to allow these teams. Now, if you ask a coach, coach can get anyone ready, right? Like, ten, oh, yeah. I think 12 of the 14 teams are still practicing right now. Um, I think two are shut down due to cases and whatever. But if you need to say, hey, like, we're, we're you know, if you announce next week, hey, we're going, coaches can figure it out where they're like, oh, yeah, we can get, we can get it ready. We can get it together, right? Like, that's why coaches always say in the most cliche way possible. They're always like, we can play anywhere, anytime. You know, that's the whole mindset. All right, sure. Is it ideal? No, but we can do it. I think that's the that's the point. She also said, and I thought this is if you get again, you have to hear this stuff, and I don't, you may not want to, but you have to. She says we have to have a safe campus, a safe campus, mm-hmm. not just student athletes. Yes, you have a safe campus. You can't have outbreaks in the campus. That's so her you can job. Test athletes is all of, all the students, right? It's her job. It's all the students, so, and she has to treat them all the same. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a big part of it. She was then asked, and again, all of this courtesy of Channel Four. Um, when will a decision be made? And she had this to say: 
we have several subcommittees that was announced by the Big Ten. So there's a medical subcommittee, there's a you know scheduling subcommittee, and these committees are working through very diligently every day about how to put in place those protocols that will keep it safe. So, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, it's, you know, certainly something we'll be watching with the commissioner and in, in, integrating, uh, uh, obviously, our views and those of the um, our colleagues. So it's 11 to 3. It's got to go to 9 voting f- against playing. It's got to be 60% to cancel the season. So yeah. if Kevin Warren were to call a new vote, like I don't know that I don't know how the procedure on this works, but I don't know if he can, can he do this without calling a new vote. No. Because otherwise so. if you already have one vote at 11 to 3, so he would have to call another vote. He would need you'd basically would need to change three people's opinions. You've got to get well, no, just two. You really just got to get to nine to five voting to cancel. Well, no, that would... No, I think the reinstitute, to it, wouldn't you need it to be the other way? I mean, because... I don't the, know. The, That's a good question. I don't know would either, because, because over, the current state of things to is not the play, right? So right. it's not like the current state of things is, okay, I, I guess my question to Kevin Warren and to the Big Ten decision makers That's a good would question be, on logistics. You know, like, okay, is this... If we have a re-vote, is this coming from a place of we're playing football or is this coming from a place of we've decided to cancel? Do we need then a 60% in favor to play and not just not not play? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That's so, a great question. Yes, it does. So what we're saying here is if, if we're currently under a no-play vote, do you need a 60% approval to change that to a play vote, which would mean you'd need to change six people's mind to get to nine? Nine to five would give you the 60, Right. So that you yep. would need nine in order to play is kind of the, that's my gut feeling on that. I have no idea the procedure of it, but I think you're right. I think you have a good point. I think you're operating from a position of we're not playing. So in order to right. change that, you would need a sixty percent of that vote in order to change it. That's my gut on it. Again, not an expert on procedure, and certainly not a lawyer. Um, so then the question becomes: Would would if there is a vote to pl- go sixty percent to play based on this new testing that the government's going to help with, and all these things going to happen? that's the case will the big 10 schools that aren't able to play right now iowa northwestern others will they just sit it out right right and will I the guess, rest of this league go without so them? i guess that's the interesting thing right like so if nine schools will you need nine to play would the schools that voted no would they just say we're going to opt out as a athletic program Which basically should have been the thing to begin with, but then if that was the case to begin with, you would have only three teams playing. You know what they should have done? There's a million things they should have done, but one thing that I think would have would have should have probably been considered is, and we talked about this in the summer that the SEC possibly would do this. These are extraordinary times. If you want to play football and you can put a schedule together, go right ahead. Yep. And we'll see in 2021. Mm-hmm. That might have made the most sense, yeah. based on where we are, because yeah. it's very clear that there are certain schools in this conference that really want to play football, and and, and I believe can do it safely, yep. all the while maintaining amateurism by playing the non-revenue sports as well. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of schools in this league who can't and yep. don't feel that way, and I don't think their opinions are going to get changed by anything, including uh, a more rapid testing. So if that is the case, and that is to be true, why was why was there not some? And maybe there was. 
Why was there? And we asked Gene about this when he was on with us directly. I said, "Would you ever consider breaking ranks?" And we said, "We're all too, we're far too close to it at this point." So why not though? Why not in the extraordinary circumstances say, "Hey, you know what? Ohio State, Nebraska, Iowa. If you could get everybody healthy and ready, if Penn State wants to change their mind, if you can get to seven or eight who want to play, and you guys want to play our five or six game schedule in the fall starting October tenth, go right ahead. Go right ahead." Go right ahead, and we'll see you. Well, you guys can have your own little mini conference for a year, and we'll yeah. we'll all get back together in the fall of twenty twenty one. Because yeah. the same safety issues that they're dealing with now, they're going to be dealing with in any sort of season that starts at the end of November. Certainly, any sort of season that would start in January, and you're going to be doing it. You're going to be doing it where everybody else has has already played theoretically. Of course, there's lots for long way to go before them being able to play. Right now, we so still haven't had first question power is what happens, play. To, what happens to the money? It's a great it's question. Like, you know, with the you'd have to TV split all of it because it's, right? it's split you'd with the split Big Ten conference. So if if yep. only those four or five teams play, then is that distributed amongst all fourteen? And then those who don't play are going to claim and cry. Well, that's a you know that's a that's not a fair. It's not fair competitively because they're getting all this money from TV, pro, you know, money from, you know, it's it's not an equal share, if you will. And, and I'm not look, I, duh. If you're not playing, well, then you don't get paid for. You're not on TV. You know what I mean? I would <laughs> like, say why just would you get to solve that, like some cut of little, like if you're if I were Ohio State, I would say fine, you can have your share. Like we just really want to play, because for for us, it's about the money, sure. But it's this we have a special team. It's a lot about that. Oh, yeah. It's a lot about that we could have a very of special course. team. So, like, if yeah, that's the price team. to pay, yes. If the price to pay is, you know, instead of us getting our full share for playing, we got to give Northwestern, Illinois, Indiana, Purdue their share for not playing, then give them their share. Fine. Fine. I just want to play. Right? I, I don't know that enough. This league, there's so many things they screwed up, but this league, to a fault sometimes, is, is loyal. It's allowed for them to build the biggest yep. conference in America the most wealthy yep. conference in America. Um, but th- they really treat every school in this league with an equal voice. And I don't know that that's right when the when the voice is so such a wide gap in, in the way that they approach athletics. Such an incredibly wide gap. It is. And you're right. Like I don't think Northwestern views it that way. Um, I don't know about Illinois. 11 don't. <laughs> Yeah, eleven of the fourteen yeah. don't, and, and I was really and, shocked and at don't Penn think, State. I was really shocked at Penn State. Yeah, I was. That's too. one town be that very... is, revolves around the football, and their high schools are playing. So, like Minnesota, if you pay attention to the scores, like we don't make sense because our high schools are you know are playing football, and there are other colleges right. in our state that are playing. Um, for instance, I'm assuming Temple is still playing. They're in the AAC. Pitt's, Pitt's playing. playing, aren't they? So yes, right. so I mean that doesn't make sense. Their high schools are playing, so it, it, it blows yeah. my mind that Penn State would say no. Um, but up in Minnesota, their high schools have been pushed to spring. H- high school sports in Minnesota were pushed to spring, so it doesn't surprise me that their colleges are doing the same um, or yeah. trying to. So it's just it's all. But again, like they should have just said okay. But then, I mean, it's eleven schools. It's eleven schools, and so that whole revote, yeah. and then and then revoting from a place of no versus a place of yes. Is the key? Right. Yeah, that, I think that is key. I think I think you're looking at needing nine to vote to because the season has been. Who canceled. do we have to You'd offer have to offer 60%. cabinet jobs to? It's like watching watching the movie Lincoln. <laughs> Who do we have to come in here and right. offer Who cabinet jobs to to get okay. the vote? Right. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, this Michigan would be the easy would be the one that would make the most sense. You get two two schools in one state. Penn State would make a lot of sense. Um, and boy, if you you know, I don't know. It's it's going to be it's it's tricky. That you're better now than you were. It is not a coincidence at all that the Ohio State president made these comments on Channel Four. Not a coincidence. I just love that she talked. Yeah, and she's push, she's applying pressure to the rest of the teams in this league. I'm just glad it's but, nice. But, it's refreshing to hear from your president speak. <laughs> right, as opposed to just being in clandestine corridors yes. where you can't see him. Yeah, mm-hmm. where is he? I don't know. Beats me. I'm glad that she's um, an athlete. You know, she understands how important yep. this is too to the mental health of these student athletes and how hard they've worked for this. Yep. Yep. Absolutely so. Oklahoma trying something pretty revolutionary. We will get to that coming up next. And a real treat at the bottom of the hour. Marcus Freeman. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here. And the hoops action is heating up. And Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older. Physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER hi your guy joining us the cincinnati defensive coordinator the official we we are the official uh you know we're the official home of the bearcats this show uh <laughs> no doubt. you know so there are there are squad so so that's going to be very fun marcus will join us at the bottom of the hour bishop and laurinitis right here on the fan head to 971thefan.com to listen on demand and subscribe to all our podcasts wasting time has never been easier the fan ohio sports destination their favorite sport is berating their producer. You just sat there for 10 minutes. This is Bishop and Laurinaitis. Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on The Fan, and I want to talk to you about Affinity Whole Health, guys. It's time. Time to get back in shape, especially if you've been slacking since March. Has your health suffered? Have you become more irritable? Have you gained weight? These are all symptoms of low testosterone, and Affinity Whole Health can help you. When I first started on Affinity, they've helped improve everything health-related for me. So if you stick to their plan, you'll shed body fat, increase lean muscle mass, feel great, and just be an all-around better version of yourself. Learn how you can feel amazing and live better at feelgreatcolumbus.com. That's feelgreatcolumbus.com. I saw this from Dan Hope of 11 Warriors, Ohio State President Christina Johnson, currently on uh, OSU All Sides, which must be a campus TV or something. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but said she believes Ohio State has protocols in place to play all of its fall sports safely. Said she was, quote, disappointed with the vote, but it is what it is, working toward trying to make a postponed season happen. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's what it's going to be. I, I don't know what yeah. it would take to call and the, the president's when's back postponed. for a vote. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, when's, when's postponed? postponed? Yeah. When's the vote going to happen? Is that October 10th or is that Thanksgiving? Because anything after anything, if it's after Thanksgiving, then then it's just not. We're not playing for a national cha- championship, which is great for yeah. the rest of the Big Ten because they don't have aspirations of that. It's not great for us. Yeah. No, it's and that's not. what it is. Uh, it's Chris really Holman two different it's two different realities, right? I mean, this, this is the reality. Yes. It's it's what makes sense for the Big Ten. And what makes sense for the other thirteen teams in the Big Ten is this. Guys, let's do yeah. this thorough. Let's do it smart. Let's take our time. Let's play after Thanksgiving. All right? We have more time to gain information. We can play. We can do it. Let's make sure we're all on board. We can all share revenue. Let's take our time. What makes sense for Ohio State, the one and only national championship competitor in the Big Ten, is, damn it, we need to play now. We need to kick off by October 10th at the sure. latest. And that's the reality. Absolutely. It's 13-1, to 1, guys. It's 13-1. to 1. 
Yeah, there's no question. This is from Chris Holtman here in the last five minutes. Potential late November starting college basketball sounds great. Mentioned it to our guys. They were very ecstatic. Hope and purpose are powerful forces. Boy, aren't they. Uh, can't wait for the soon and safe return of college sports for football and for all fall winter activities. This is based on reporting from Matt Norlander of CBS Sports. As our buddy Adam Jardy points out, there was potential November 25th start date. Uh, do not think that there's any coincidence that the NCAA is trying as hard as they can to get men's basketball back. Not a coincidence that that's happening. Because why? Because of March Madness. It's the biggest moneymaker for the NCAA is March Madness. So they yep. that's why bubble battle or whatever the hell it is has been all of that. It's all to get that money back from the television partners for March Madness. Because that's how Emmert makes the money he makes and away we go. That's how the whole thing operates. Um, the college basketball is better set up than football is always going to be the hardest. College basketball is better set up. In that, you know, a lot of their schedule takes place, good portion of it takes place when the students aren't here anyway. Yep. I mean, they play through December. They play in, in early January. So, you know, they could get 15, 20 games in, you know, from the end of November through, you know, the beginning of middle of January. They could get, they could easily get that done, play twice a week and, and get that done and, and get a lot of games in at that point. So I, I think that's part of it. And then it's just a smaller group of people. You'll have to do the same thing with women's basketball and all the other things we keep repeating. But there's, you know, I think it's a much easier path. Football is far and away. College football was always going to be the hardest. And also because the NCAA is not motivated in saving football because they don't financially benefit from it. Yeah. I, so they're not out there working on a plan. They're not working right. on guidance. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just really shows you just the lack of – well, it shows you where their priorities are, right? I mean, it's, it's no surprise to anybody. Their priorities have always been about the money. Yeah. Always. Of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. And look, I mean, that's, that's what those guys are paid to do. Now they can claim it's the student athlete. Um, mm-hmm. But we know we know the truth is, and so you know, oh, we we'll, we'll put time and effort into this. No, Congress, you help on that side of things. We're going to go over here and try to figure out a way to <laughs> to get basketball we'll to roll because it affects us. Battle of yep. the bubble. What was it called? What the trademark? I mean, my goodness. I don't remember, brother. I, I don't know what we're doing. But battling in bubbles. Um, Missouri, <laughs> I'm sorry, Oklahoma is going to play football. And their first game, they did this last year too. It will be against Missouri State. It will be on pay-per-view. It's going to cost 55 bucks mm. to watch the Sooners play the opener. Remember they mm. did this against Army, and Army almost got them. Yep. And I wonder how many, like, you know, in progress buys they got on this thing. But 55 bucks to watch the Oklahoma Sooners play. If Ohio State were to do this, because the reason this happens is there's no Big 12 network, right? So right. There's, no, there's no place to put the games. Yep. So this is how these things happen. Oklahoma's on their own doing this. If Ohio State were to play a game against a school like Missouri State and they were charging 55 bucks, what do you think the profit on that would be? Significant. No, I have a hard time thinking that I, w- I was wrestling with this idea, and I'm like, I don't know if I would order this, um, as a diehard Buckeye fan, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're getting realistically, you're getting a quarter, right, of your starters. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's tough, right? I mean, I, it really is tough to think of because, yep. because to be honest, like especially right now, it works. You're dying for anything, you know. You're like you're hoping for it. You're absolutely dying for football and and, and all that. But realistically, like man, fifty five dollars for OU <laughs> Missouri State or fifty five dollars for yeah. you know Ohio State Akron. Like, ugh, come on! I already know what that looks like. You know, yeah, um, I would pay it in a second. I would if I if if I were, if we were doing this job and it was Ohio State against 
you know, Kent State or Akron, I'd pay it in a second and I'd watch it. I would. I would absolutely do it. If I loved Oklahoma, I would. Um, there's something about watching a game live that you have a better feel for it than highlights or melts yes. or anything. So I, I would watch it and I would pay it. And I think a lot of people will pay it at Oklahoma as well. I think it's, you know, from their standpoint, it's, just, it's a good way of making, you know, chicken salad on chicken. You know what? It, mm-hmm. it works. So I'm go to the um, athletic department th- and the school and the coaches. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, one I mean, of the, Spencer one of the Rattler's fastest, debut, you know? Spencer debut. Rattler's debut. Oh, gosh. They'll love, yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. they've done quite well. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code THEFAN100. Must be 21 or older, physically located in Ohio. Terms and conditions apply gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER quarterback position two winners and three straight Heisman finalists at Oklahoma so yeah there's yeah. going to be a lot to see there um, one of the fastest rising names in all of college coaching is one of your great buddies one of my favorite guys I covered when we were here he's Marcus Freeman he is the Cincinnati defensive coordinator and LB's coach he will join us coming up next Bishop and Laurinaitis right here on the fan Every time Common Man starts to yell, there's always a chance he strokes out. So that's something, I guess. Common Man and T-Bone. Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. If you say something with confidence, then you can't be wrong. I I don't don't, don't even know. This is Bishop and Morinitis. Well, Bishop James Laurinaitis with you here on a First Friday Miracle edition of the program. We head on to the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline and bring in our great friend Marcus Freeman. I just tweeted out a photo of the last time the three of us talked. It was on wall-to-wall sports after your guys' senior year. <laughs> we all look significantly younger. I think you guys are both more handsome. I think I... I look like a shadow of myself. I was so much better looking then. Marcus, it's good to talk to you again, bud. Hey, Bo. I'm glad to be on here, man. How you doing? How's everything going? This You are Ohio's team now. Bearcats, you're our team. <laughs> well, it's good, man. At least we're getting ready for a game. Uh, I think we're about less than three weeks away, and so we're in full throttle mode. We're getting ready, and, and Coach Fick threw upon us last week. We just found out we're playing Army week two, so... This has kind of been a triple option week, so I feel like I'm getting ready for a game here. (laughs) Marcus, what's been the hardest thing about this, uh, you know, camp during COVID? I mean, usually coaches, they have their whole systems, right, about how spring ball is going to go and then installation and and you ramp up to week one. But that has been ever-changing, right? Your your schedule changes. One of the biggest non-conference games I was looking forward to was going to be you guys going to Nebraska. I thought it was huge implications for both Luke and for Scott Frost, yet that gets canceled. And now it's Austin P. Week 1, like you said, Army. Just what is the hardest thing about this season of COVID and getting ready for the season? I think we're so used to being guys of routine, being on a schedule, knowing exactly. Usually when you get out of camp, you're about 10 days out from your first game. and You've gone through your acclimatization period, and you're ready to roll. And, and now all of a sudden, we didn't know when our first game was going to be. Um, we probably found out with, with about a week left in camp that, hey, we're going to push our first game back to September 19th. So it's the, the, the how to continually keep your players engaged and keep them um, focused on the task at hand when, when they know they have three weeks 
away from from playing their first game. So it, it's been a challenge. I think the other difficult part is is making sure they understand the biggest opponent we have is off the field. The biggest opponent we have right now is fighting the spread of COVID and making sure that we're doing the right things to prevent contact tracing and those type of things. Marcus Freeman, our guest, former Buckeye, great current defensive coordinator at Cincinnati, one of the fastest rising names in all of college football coaching. Uh, Marcus, the the response of your kids to being asked a lot, uh, it's a lot that's asked from you, but you, you're asking them to, they can't be like normal college kids. That's certainly not the way you and threes used to run around around here. It's got to be very different. What has been their response to it? Yeah, they definitely can't act like me and James used to do back in the day. But, uh, uh, it, it's been, it, I think it starts with our leader. And Coach Fick, you know, he got in front of the team and said, this will be our number one opponent. And I think he, he made sure they understood how serious uh, the spread of COVID could be. And I think they bought into it. And they understood that, hey, if we want to have a season, that we're all going to have to make sacrifices from coaches to players to making sure that when we leave, the football facilities or we leave the bubble that we were in in Indiana for our uh, training camp that now you can't be like everybody else. And we have rules. You can't go to parties. You can't go to uh, uh, bars. You can't be in a group gathering of more than four to five people inside without your mask on. And and we have rules set in place, but ultimately it's going to be those guys policing themselves. We said we didn't want it to be like an NBA and have a hotline and somebody calls and tells them somebody's breaking the rules, but we want our guys policing each other so they understand how important it is and making sure that, hey, if you see a guy that might be out at a party or a guy at a bar, a bar scene, and you need to make sure that he knows and stay away from our guys and that the coaches know that this guy can't be around us because we can't spread the disease. We can't spread COVID, the virus, and we can't uh, make sure guys are, are out because of contact tracing. Marcus, I know you'll probably say you're going to stay in your own lane and worry about what you can control, but being a former player, knowing what goes into the off season and how much you work to get ready for a season, being a coach and knowing what goes into preparing for a season, what's been your response to just when you heard that the Big Ten was postponing till January or it might be October 10th? They don't even know when they're going to play. But just being a former player and now a coach and seeing what your guys go through and trying to put yourself in those shoes of, gosh, the AAC gives that announcement, right? Like, what would be your reaction or what was your reaction to the Big Ten? And then how much would you fight for your guys? I mean, can you blame these coaches that are trying to fight for a season because you know what goes into it? Oh, that's the most important thing is that this isn't about hopefully the fans and, and everybody around college football understand this isn't about money. This is not about the coaches. It's about giving these kids an opportunity to play the game they love. And and ultimately, I think every university is going to lose money this year because of the COVID and not having fans there. But ultimately, it's still we want to give our chance, our players a chance, our seniors a chance to put their talents on display and, and hopefully, you know, give them a chance to move on to the NFL or give them a chance to compete against the, the best of the best. And so I was on edge like everybody else. I think every day your emotions change because at one point I, I had heard that, hey, if the Big Ten shuts down, everybody's going to shut down. I'm just going to follow. So you saw the Big Ten shut down, and then you saw the Pac-12 shut down. You're like, okay, here it comes. But then all of a sudden the next two days you felt you, you felt a little bit more comfortable because you saw a little bit of pushback. You saw the SEC say, no, we're not shutting down. And, and then the Big 12, and all of a sudden Coach Fickle started to give us the impression that, hey, man, we're going to try to sacrifice and make this thing work. And um, now it seems like – you know, everything's going, um, maybe not as planned, but it's everything's going forward in motion, and uh, it looks like we're going to be able to do this. But I couldn't imagine for our players not to be able to, to go through all that training, go through spring ball, go through fall camp, and thinking they're going to have a season and, and have it cut right from their legs. And uh, it's a difficult, difficult situation. 
Marcus Freeman, our guest, Cincinnati defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, and of course, Buckeye great. You know, the last time I talked to you in person was uh, you had a place out in Dublin, and you were going to you had you had drafted by the Bears, and uh, we that's where it was headed. And and injuries happen, and you you follow this coaching passion and your football passion, and and this road you've traveled, and now what you guys are building with Coach Fick, the fact that you get back with Coach and the impact he had. James talks about all the time uh, that Luke is one of the most important people in his life, other than his dad. Mentions you constantly in that as well. What what is this? journey been like for you in in coaching and and what you're building at Cincinnati how special is that well it's been good now that we're winning and things are good um you know if you would have asked me 17 years ago when when I first met Luke Fickle um, (laughs) four to five years at Ohio State if we would be together 17 years later I would have said you're you're a fool you know but but it's been awesome this coaching profession has been awesome I think you get into it thinking Hey, I was in the NFL, man. I want to stay around football. Um, you know, I, I want to try to be, to be this GA, do this coaching thing. And you think, hey, it's glamorous. Hey, we're on the sidelines on Saturdays. You get to coach football. But I think the longer you're in it, this is my 11th year now, and you realize that it's about making an impact on young people. And it's the text messages or the phone calls you get from former players just saying thank you. Hey, coach, I was thinking about you. Or I remember I had a kid at Kent State that called me. Um, that's a coach now and said, hey, coach, I'm doing things that you taught me. And, and those, are, those are the reasons why you – those are the reasons why – those are the reasons why, why you do those things. And, um, you know, I think making an impact on the, the generation or the young people that you're in contact with is, is ultimately, I think, what you'll be judged off by. Um, and it's not so much the wins and losses. I think people look at the wins and losses and the championship rings. Um, but I think me as a person, when I'm done coaching – um, I want to make sure that I impact all these young people that I come in contact with. Now, Marcus, I, I have a twofer for you. One, you have you have a city of Columbus here that that needs to hear some names of players to watch because with the Bearcats kicking off, we got to know, hey, who are the guys we got to watch on your defense that are flying around? You know, hashtag Let It Fly. We got to know who is who is out there that that we should pay attention to on the defensive side of the football. And the second follow up to that is. Is is the cutout? You know, is it framed? The Bruce Feldman article with you with you being number one as you know hottest assistant coaches in in the college football. <laughs> is it framed? And is that picture in front of Joanna and the kids, or is it right next to? I tell you what, you know, until you gave me a text message, you shot me a text message and told me I was on that article. I had no clue, but uh, you know, I'm going to use that and I'm going to frame that and put that. I'm going to actually give that to you to put right behind all those Playboy All American awards you used to get. And, you know, you. Used to teased me about just being all Big Ten and I'm an All-American. I said, you know what, I'm going to put that thing right by your your trophy case. So I'm going to frame that and send that to you, man. But, uh, no, it's a great honor. Um, you know, again, I'd like to use it as a, a great reminder for our players that with team success comes individual success. And um, am I a different person? Um, hopefully I'm a better coach than my different person uh, four years ago. Uh, was I a different person four years ago than I am now? No. I hope I'm the same person, but I hope you're a better coach. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool that you get individual recognition, you know, recognition for team success. You know, all of a sudden your team's good. Guess what? You got better coaches. All of a sudden your team's good. You got more first team all league players. And, and I hope our players buy into that and understand that. Um, but we got a, we got a, a bunch of, to me and my eyes, really, really good players on the defense side of the ball. Um, we got James Wiggins, who, uh, is our returning safety, who was a guy that people had said could leave early last year. Um, he had three, what we call three or four walk-off interceptions two years ago to win the game. I mean, it's like something I've never seen before. To win the game, 
um, on the goal line, and Mary picked it off versus Ohio, and, and then versus SMU, he picks off uh, uh, overtime, picks off the ball, runs it back for a touchdown to end the game, and then Virginia Tech, he picks it off to win the game. He's a special player um, that tore his ACL. He actually tore his ACL. That we played on a Thursday last year versus UCLA, so the Tuesday um, of game week, he tears his ACL, and uh, you know it was a big void for our defense, and we had a lot of guys to fill in. But it'll be good to have him back. Um, a guy that many Buckeye fans, I'm sure, will remember is um, Christian Bryant's little brother, Kobe Bryant, uh, is a, a returning uh-huh. starting corner for us, and he's a heck of a player. Comes from Cleveland, Glenville, um, that would do a great job for us at the uh, field corner. We got a fresh returning freshman All-American at our boundary corner, and Ahmad Gardner. Um, that that really came a, came along last year and towards, towards the last half of the season started every single uh, game for us. Um, up front, we got a guy named Majay Sanders, who's a kid from Jacksonville, Florida, who um, was really highly recruited coming out of high school and then um, qualified late, which I think gave us an, uh, an opportunity to get him. And um, he's he's done exceptional things since he's been here. He'll be an NFL football player in my eyes. And you know, got a senior named Elijah Ponder, who's a first team All League. And, Jarrell White is a Cincinnati guy. I can go on and on again. I'm a- <laughs> you can give us the whole 11. Whole, you are such a coach now, bro. You're just going to start 11. I mean, that's a trestle in you, bro. You're just going to go around and spread it to everybody. That's it. Everybody, Mark- has, a, everybody has a piece of it. Marcus, well, you've got a piece uh, of the hearts of Buckeye Nation, certainly you and Coach Vic down there, a lot of ties, um, and, and certainly... Hey there, friends, Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games, earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made, continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now, enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet 25 bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook book app today that's promo code the fan 100 must be 21 or older physically located in ohio terms and conditions apply gambling problem call 1-800 gambler will be the team that we pay the most attention to all the best down there bud thanks so much for giving us some of your time today absolutely thanks for having me i had a fun talking to you thanks Marcus. always great hearing for hearing from marcus freeman uh one of your great friends and uh he was just a joy to cover and, and wish him nothing but the success uh down at cincinnati uh we hit three things in your first friday officially endorsed coming up next bishop and lauren is right here on the fan Feel unappreciated? Things not working out the way you imagined? Bad news. Sometimes life sucks. Good news. We don't. The Fan, Ohio's sports destinations. D, drinking responsibly with a touch of class. This is Bishop and Morinitis. All right, it is a first Friday. Hit it, Chops. You drink for the wrong reasons. My generation, we drink because it's good. Because it feels better than unbuttoning your collar. Because we deserve it. We drink because it's what men do. All right, this is simple. It's it's Labor Day weekend. It should be the start of college football. It's a bloody beer. This is a Montana tailgating tradition. Uh, you take a Yeti. Uh, you put some ice. You, you pour uh, a Coors in it, a yellow belly, a yellow jacket, if you will. You pour that in it. You put a couple of ice cubes in it. You get a little Clamato, and you uh, you top it off with that and a little celery salt on the top of the Yeti, and away you go. It's a Montale, Montana tailgating tradition. Doing? Rip is, for sure. Rip's definitely I doing think, it. I, think I, I assure you. I think he's still doing it. He's probably doing it too. Just, yeah, he's probably he doing it. He just can't go yeah. whiskey. He can't go. He can't go bourbon on the rocks. You know that. Early. No, if if John Dutton was watching a Montana State football game, this is how it would start. This would be the morning on how it would start. That's There's all no I question. Need to know. That's all you need to know. Time for three things. Hit it. 
Just when I thought I'd seen all of the great shows that are on television and binge-worthy, I stumbled upon, upon Fargo on FX. Hell of a start for Billy Bob and the boys. Uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm in on watching this, and, and I needed something because we were out of shows, and I think I've watched about everything that could be watched. Good for you. My first thing. Um, yeah. So we're at the we're at the park, um, good old Glacier Ridge. London's on the swing set, and you know some kids wearing a mask um, playing. And you know London asked why she was wearing one, and then London decides to lie and say we don't wear masks, which I'm assuming she means at the park. You know, like when we're outside, typically we're not um, masked up if we're walking the family four of us, right? But the kid next to her, and this is our society in, in a nutshell kid next to her is defending the other girl and just says well i have a mask and it's in my pocket well son what's it doing for you there not a lot of good this is our society i am not actually wearing the mask either but i have one and you should be wearing one this is our society isn't it it's like let me point out the law let me point out the speck in your eye but it's funny because i told i told london i called her over like look for one if people want to wear a mask, baby, they wear a mask, okay? That's, you know, that's what her parents want her to do. And two, we do yep. wear masks. We do wear masks when we go inside. So don't lie and say we don't. I right. don't want her parents think we're nuts. We do wear masks. <laughs> right. Right. Gosh. My first thing, big thank to big thanks to Matt Andrews for sitting with me when we hosted the Buckeye Show on Monday. It was a little nerve wracking, but I got through it. Did the whole two hours, and he was right there, being very supportive and helping me whenever I ran out of things to say. And also, thanks to anybody who listened. Some people tweeted at me and everything. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I hope to keep doing it. Out of boy number two. Yeah, good job, Chopper. Number two for me, I came, uh, my wife took the kids, the two oldest to school, so Boots was down here. I came out of my office where I do the show. He had plastic cups set up all over, like in, in like pyramids, all over the first floor, and he was shooting them down with Nerf guns. Atta boy. I've never seen Atta it done boy. in our house before. He just did it. Love just, it. It's like, God bless you. God bless you. Love it. Absolutely. Just the old Western cowboy. You That's know? right. Um, That's right. My second thing, um, amazing response out of the University of Georgia. So they have 821 positive tests from last week, an increase of 100 from 189, not of 189, from 189 during the previous week, which is the week classes begin. So anyway, you see the statement from the president, and it says, look, this is concerning, but students, I urge you just keep wearing your masks, socially distance, make good choices. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is why the SEC is playing football. Yep. Big news for me, I paid off my last payment of my car yesterday, got that Gosh, loan installment, man. that's all gone, I now own the car myself, so it's the first big thing that I've ever fully owned, and I was very excited to get that done, and that recurring payment will no longer be coming out of my account. That's a good job out of you, Chops. Finally for me, a sad, sad day, the Butcher and the Boar, my favorite restaurant in Minneapolis, closed for good, permanently. Um, This was one of my favorite restaurants in America, let alone any time I went to Minneapolis, I ate here. It's fantastic. Uh, I'm just devastated it's closed. It was spectacular. Well, speaking of Minnesota, my high school is just absolutely basking in the glory of last year's state championship. So football as you know, has been canceled till spring in Minnesota, along with all other fall sports. Mm -hmm. So what does my high school do on Instagram? They repost, this week would have been Wyzetta at Woodbury, where the Trojans won 19-0. Rewatch it on YouTube, and they had a picture of their state title ring from all four angles. (laughs) Good job out of them. So, hey, there's no season this year. Relive every single win we had last year as we went towards our state championship. 
Bo, you were mentioned running out of shows, and I found this one. Well, I knew it existed, but nobody has the YouTube red. Hey there, friends. Bo Bishop here, and the hoops action is heating up, and Tipico Sportsbook is the best place to bet on the playoff action. Enjoy the most rewarding sportsbook with the hottest promos. Bet on select games. Earn a bet credit for each three-pointer made. Continue to rack up the rewards with the highest cash back in the industry with up to 5% cash back on your bets. Sign up now. Enter the promo code THEFAN100 to get $100 in bonus bets when you bet $25. Bucks. Download the Tipico Sportsbook app today. That's promo code the fan 100 must be 21 or older physically located in Ohio terms and conditions apply gambling problem. Call 1-800 gambler subscription, which I don't even know exists anymore. So Cobra Kai <laughs> now on Netflix, right? And if you're a fan of the karate kid, I would totally recommend it. I'm a big fan of those original karate kid movies. So it's been a lot of fun. They use actual footage from the first movie when they do like little flashbacks in the show and they mix it up and you know, it's the two main actors, uh, William Zabka and Ralph Macchio are back in it. So I would totally recommend it especially if you're a Karate Kid fan. Oh, very good. I've seen that in the queues. Maybe I'll give it a run. Hey, folks, enjoy your first Friday. Act accordingly. Rothman and Ice up next. Bishop and Lauren Ice right here on The Fan. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Matt Andrews. Blue Jackets front office news. Associate GM Bill Zito, who joined the Jackets in 2013 as an assistant GM, is leaving the club to join the Florida Panthers as the team's general manager. That, according to a release this morning from the Blue Jackets. Columbus crew in action tonight at Mafre Stadium. They'll take on Philadelphia Union. All-time the Union versus uh, the Union at Mafre Stadium. Rather, the crew winners of 9 of 13. Kick at 7.30, coverage at 7.15 here on The Fan. NBA last night, Denver ends Utah's season in Game 7, 80-73. Boston leads in the Easter Conference semis two games and on after a thrilling 102-99 win over Toronto. This update sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. During these difficult times, BMI Federal Credit Union is here to make your financial life easy. Visit BMIFCU.org today. Breaking sports news, what happens on the fan, Ohio sports destination. Atlas Butler is built to keep you comfortable, and our plumbing services are no exception. You can rely on Atlas Butler for trusted, convenient plumbing and drain service. Our expert plumbers and drain specialists can take care of anything, from a broken water heater to a clogged drain. Call today, get it fixed today. That's our pledge to you. 